You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Many things have happened, not much has happened. Life has continued to ebb and flow at somewhat of a slower rate, Eddie, whilst in many cases flying by at a rate of knots. Now, is that non-committal in any direction by me? Sure, maybe. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, you're right. The the earth has spun. Certainly spun. And moved. Uh, that's pretty much the only consistent in my life. Everything mm. else is pretty topsy-turvy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what day it is. No. I don't know what time it is. My days have got shorter, but also longer. D- days have got shorter. Now, I realise that from like a astrological sense that's going to be the case but from just like a watch sense yeah. haven't am, got sure am i sleeping in sure am i Stay staying up. up later <laughs> maybe is it my fault no it's ella's now she has been pushing the envelope like usually if it's where midweek got the gym in the morning or whatever i'll be like oh, it's bedtime because i need my eight hours yes yeah and she will always be like oh one more episode one more this one more that right and i'm like nah Bedtime, bedtime. Baby. Come on. It's it's 10 going on 10.30 and I've got to get to sleep. If you want me up at 6.30 ready to go... Then we can't be up here gotta be asleep. But ever since that, you know, things are a bit more... Gyms are closed. Gyms are closed. We're going to home. Things are a bit looser. Yeah. It's been pushed out. It's getting close to 12 now. Oh, you're back, yeah. to, you're back to like university yeah, like, hours. Yeah, university hours are like tw- two, two, yeah. three. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. But yeah, bro, real university vibes. You which smoking, I'm loving. You and smoking cones again? No, not again. No, <laughs> not again. Look, to be honest, I don't know if I could. Last time I had a cone, it almost killed me. Um, cones. Cones shout are out, a young sh- man's game. Shout out to, to people that are still romping cones and doing it well. and, and, yeah. a, and But have done it for 10 years. Yeah. No, just a commitment to cones. Yeah, a commitment to cones that I <laughs> can't keep. Nah, I don't have the... Especially in a pandemic that is respiratory based, if you're yeah. still romping cones. And I'm sure there are people. There's a bravery to that lifestyle oh, yeah. that I, uh, I can't Or an keep. ignorance. Well, there's an ignorance, but sometimes... Great bravery is born out of ignorance. Yes, sure. Many many people say that. I think that's. I a, think so. A famous adage. Um, so no, not 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 smoking cones, but just pushing it in the lateness. Yeah. Look, what are you watching? Uh, we're we're watching True Detective season two at the moment. Now, isn't that the shit season? Got a lot of pushback, right? So first one was amazing, obviously. Mm, then I that. heard the second one was shit, so I never watched it. Yeah. Watched the third one like a year ago. Went back and watched the first one because I had never seen it. It is just as good. I've the never second watched one. it. It's just as good the second time, Punish Dribblers. Then the second one's just staring me in the face. And I'm like, there's not a whole lot going on, obviously. I've I mean, got time. I'm in pandemic times. Do I roll the dice on the second series? Then I remember back, friend of the show, James Downing, he'd said he'd watched it and didn't mind it. So I'm like, fuck it. Two episodes in, not hating it. Not hating it. Yeah. But I'm, so, I'm certainly not blown away like Matthew and Woody did to me. Yeah, right. I've heard the season one is the one to watch. I've started watching Money Heist, which Steph made me start watching last night. Which... Is it Chick Vibes? No, it's not, but it's 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 on Netflix. Good. It's, it's a good show so far, but it's dubbed. So it's Spanish, dubbed with an American accent. So, so I have to Ooh. switch my mind off the fact that the mouths are moving differently. I've just never hard. watched anything dubbed. It's. I was watching it, and I don't think I'd like. You know it. what was embarrassing was I, it took me like maybe fifteen minutes to even realize though. Oh, so it's pretty good dubbing. Well, it's 
I mean, I don't know how you can dub well because it's completely different to what your the mouth is moving. I'm sure there's people out there but that can a way, dub well. Well, there's a way to there must be a way to do it because even when I'm looking at it, I'm going, this doesn't. Fr-. There's like one actor where it frustrates the life out of me. I'm like, this guy can't be in the show because the dubbing just doesn't work for him. Yeah, doesn't suit his face. Doesn't suit his face. But everyone else, it's kind of okay. So that took me a second. But otherwise, look, is there a bit of nudity? Yes. Is there? A, is it about? Money heists and bank robbery. It's about these like robbers that basically break into the Spanish mint, mm. lock it down. Nudity from the outset. Not that that's essential, but it's it's not. So people are making love in the vault. People are making love pre-vault, and then there is an ongoing love affair within the within the mint. Inside the mint, there is a love affair with inside the. People mint. are taking their clothes off in the mint. Mid robbery, there might be, but there's also some flashbacks. You know, so sure. Yeah. You can get everything. To keep people thirsty. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not saying that nudity is the only thing, Mark, of a good show. Far from it. I'm just saying in pandemic times, sometimes you need a little bit more sensory experience. Yeah, I get that. I would like to say something just before it leaves my mind. As a good dub artist, surely half the job is matching the lips. Yeah, but you can't match the lips because... If you're speaking in Spanish and I'm speaking in English, the lips will never match. So you're just a voice actor. Yeah, but it's called dubbing. It's overdubbing, but it's not. No, I know. I, I understand that. I, I understand that. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, is a good dub artist also trying to hit lips? You're right. Are they trying to hit Because you can speed up and slow down you're, words. I think you think about it this way. Like if you've got, say, like an M&M's commercial that's been really successful in America, they'll then bring it to Australia and they'll overdub, say, the human characters with Australian accents. Yes. While the, you know, like the M&Ms are walking through the yes. kitchen talking and shit. Now, that's where I think your dub artists really earn their money because you're having to hit lips. Yes. You're having to nail lips there. Whereas if you're just doing another language, I mean, I don't think you can really be judged for not moving your lips in English. <laughs> to be Look, I understand that. I'm just saying that if I'm trying to push this money high show... And it's, the, you know that character you hate and you can't stand because yeah. he's dubbed so off? Yeah. Imagine if all the characters are like that. I know, they're not. It'd though. be unwatchable. Yeah, it would be unwatchable. But there's also, maybe it's because I also don't like the character. Look, I'm not, in, I'm not in the dub game. No, I'm not. not in the dub game. Neither am I. It's not where I make my money. But if you are in the dub game and you want to fill me in on the insider's secrets, sure. I also watched Parent Trap, which I'd never seen before. So you messaged me saying, yo, bro, have you seen Parent Trap? And I was like, I we wonder why. We cover the big issues. Well, I'm just, up. yeah, look, we do. It's uh, it's groundbreaking stuff in there. And I thought to myself, why is Tom asking me if I've seen Parent Trap? Surely there's an angle here for the podcast. No, nah, just want to know if I'd seen it. Yes, of course I've seen it. Who the hell hasn't well, seen see, Parent Well, see, I had Trap? never seen it. And it was one of those ones where, obviously, Lindsay Lohan almost at her zenith, playing two no, characters at once. Almost? Young no, no, no. Lohan. I, think, I, think, I think at her zenith. Yeah. I think we can all agree that Lindsay better young. Yeah, she did some good stuff in mean on the girls in Mean Girls. Good that's follow-up. probably her zenith in a post childhood career, post puberty times. But you know, by and large, those those child actors they did their best work young. Macaulay Culkin stuff, Matilda, whoever Matil- that chick was. Oh yeah, no one actually even she was so Dakota good. Fanning. Well, young, good to, young. Well, I think Dakota Fanning's actually been able to parlay young prodigy success into like a fulfilled. You know, she's almost had a Kurtley Bill career where it's like oh, I haven't se- I haven't seen her in. in Anything else? Yeah, Put it that way. No, but she's been in shit. I've seen. But I haven't seen it, so I think clearly not that. Dakota more prodigy fulfilled. Matilda now. Matilda's unfortunate because she's so. 
unsuccessful in adulthood that we only know her by one character, and that's Matilda, yeah. which, in fairness, was a goat film. And a goat performance. Goat performance, you're right. Goat performance. But Lindsay... In by Paris a young Trap, kid. By a young, by a young a kid with, very, with six years' experience on Earth. Yeah. To have that emotional maturity. And depth. And depth, to be able to play that character. And we're mm. talking Matilda here, Punish Dribblers, where an orphan, you know, Danny DeVito's a dad, he's an asshole. Well, she's not an orphan. Well, I thought they were, like, adopted. No, she's got... No, no, no. Oh, they just hate her. They just hate her. And she then has magic. She yes. develops magic. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway, Parent Trap's an interesting um, film. But look, if you haven't seen Parent Trap, watch it. Because... Lindsay's, you know, she's a... It's, it's great. It's great television. You've got everything you need in there. You've got um, two long-lost sisters. Un and look, again, it's kind of like the rom-com for kids. Yes. An unbelievable storyline. Yes. Uh, a witch of a potential stepmother. That's what you need. Who, you need a witch of a stepmom. Who's witch of the stepmom who threatens to unravel it all. Yes, and also who's like... Trying to take the dad away. And the money. And the money. And do nothing. And, and she's got like, an evil plot to do yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, when I marry your dad, things are going to change around here. And then It'll the be a kids, boarding school. Ha, ha. kids get to come together to sort of take down a common foe. Yes. Yes. Anyway, and a happy ending. That's what you want. That's what Mom you want. Mum and dad get back together. Sorry to ruin Parent Trap for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, I, look, I wouldn't take time off to watch it. but Look, I think it'd be remiss of me, Tom, to go any further into this podcast <laughs> without... Seeking your advice. Yeah. Look, as we as we start to really work into isolation, punters, we're deep into it now. Are I we can't. A month like, in? You can't. Well, you can't see that when you can't see the start of it. You know what I mean? It's like when the horizon, where the, where the place you left, where you can't. No where can you horizon. know when you can no longer see land? Yes, that's where we're at now. We're in the deep ocean. We're now. in the deep ocean of isolation and can't see land. Can't see land. Land has left the horizon. periphery. Now I. Whilst out at sea, Tom, mm -hmm. have started to notice myself develop a shapes problem, an addiction shapes, to shapes. As in the, the famous Australian snack. The famous Australian snack who was brought to media attention, what, five years ago? When you only found shapes. No, no, no. I'm saying, but for those that will remember when they tried oh. to fucking change the recipe. Sorry, yes. Like, what? Time. You know what annoyed me about that? I'll get to my problem in a second, but what really fucked me off about mm. that shape saga? Yeah, Shapesgate. Shapesgate, where they tried to bake the flavour in, right, is that they didn't... They, they tried to say that they asked people what their opinion was, and they reckon they got shape eaters, of which I am one, yeah. you know, to do focus groups. Right. And all the focus groups said, these are great. But that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Because anyone that's worth their salt, yeah. who's eaten a shape properly... Any self-respecting shape consumer... Knows that you want to get that flavour off the biscuit. Yeah. Well, half the half of what Sucking is, the flavour off. Sucking the bag. Yeah, Dipping bro. the fingers down the yes, bag and it's sucking the flavour off your fingers. Look, it's all part of the process. And yeah. for someone to say that focus groups fill the people like me agreed to bake in flavour. I mean, it was a lie from the out and they got duly punished. Yeah, they did. Now, and, and do I have a shapes it. problem now? Yes, I do. Okay, well, what sort of problem? Like a, like a box a day? A box a day. Is a box a day a lot? Well, is a carton of cigarettes a lot? <laughs> <laughs> a box a day of shapes, what's your go-to? Look, I, I, I fluctuate between barbecue and pizza off the top. I think they're the two. They're the two. But I, in, in summer, funnily enough, I love pizza. We're going to the beach. I'm a real pizza man. Throw a bag in the... Yeah, yeah. Throw a, a, a box. box in the bag yeah. to consume the beach. I'm a pizza guy through and through. 
barbecue starts to come in more in the winter months. Right. So you say barbecue is probably almost better with a red wine. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Better paired with a nice red. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas pizza, beautiful with a schooner. Yes. I can That's see that. That's what I'd say. But Look, do I like do I like throwing in a chicken crimpy over the top? You, you can't have believe to. You I have do. To. But mate. I think chicken crimpies, to be honest with you, Eddie, they're like more of a. If you, they're not, you don't want to do the crimpies too often, I think. No, God, no, because... They're too salty. <laughs> well, you just... I, they'll do damage to the taste bud, I think. <laughs> the tongue. Yeah. The tongue actually really pays for it. Oh, that pays, yeah. It pays, it pays a heavy toll. I also think the, the, the problem with the chicken crimpy is it, it almost seems like it has flavour baked in rather than flavour on top. No, no, there's flavour on top. But what sort of flavour? Oh, there's flavour on top. Because if you get your barbecue and your, your pizza shape, flavour literally on top. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. almost like a pizza in the pizza shape. And then the barbecue, you've just got kind of green and well, red flakes. Yeah, you're right. The chicken crimpy flavour is is a dust. It's a, a dust. Du it's a dusting of what I assume is a chicken salt. Or a, chi a fine... Chicken dust. Like I think a, it's chicken it's ground chicken into dust. dust. Yeah, yeah, it's a chicken dust. Like a fine sax of salt, but chicken. Chicken, yeah. Whereas I think, and that to me is like flavour. No, on that iodized salt. Yeah, yeah. But that's not flavour for me. That's not flavour on top. That's not flavour you can see. Nah, that's not flavour you can see. <laughs> salt isn't flavour you can see. Orange, uh, what is it? Because on the pizza shape you've got like, green and green and red. That's on the barbecue, and then yeah. pizza shape it's like red and purple. Almost. Yeah. No, no, they're like red and yellowy. Right. Okay, we'll go with that. But they're like, they're protrude off. Yeah, that's what you need, right? That's real shape. I'm getting shapes on the way. <laughs> that's real shape flavour. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ella's mother did try to smuggle a rogue packet into the, the cupboard the other day. Without you knowing. Cheese and bacon. Now, okay. I when I was a young pup, when I was, I'd get home from school and I'd whack a Milo in the in the microwave and I'd have a hot shocky mm. and it, and I might snuggle up next to the fire. Would I be would I be, you know, keen on or would I indulge in a box of cheese and bacon shapes? Yeah, sure, I yeah. would. But I think in the fullness of time, our palates mature. They do. They do mature, yeah, don't they? Of course they, they do. Like and, I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't be caught dead with a box <laughs> of cheese and bacon shapes now. Now, look, I can see that the cheese and bacon certainly... Uh, You'd be a cheese and bacon well, guy. Well, it's, it's, your, it's your more the common man's shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of all of the shapes, it's the common man's shape, but I'd prefer... Wait, what, like you'd eat them while you fucking change your engine in your car? Yeah, it's well, it's the bogan's shape. <laughs> It's the bogan's shape, and I'm here to say that I prefer chicken and bacon to your chicken... Sorry, cheese and bacon to your chicken crimpy. Okay. They've made, like, Vegemite ones and shit. Vegemite like, are okay. From, I had away a, from... I had a, I, I, I'll admit I had... This is where my shapes addiction's gone. Even I got a meat pie one the other day just to try them. Tasted a lot like a meat pie with tomato sauce, but would I buy them again? No. And to round this out... Mm, what's been a comprehensive diatribe on if you are in the business of eating cheddar shapes get out get out get out don't listen to the podcast no, anymore no, no. you're not allowed to listen we can't be friends. you're out you're out cheddar cheddar shapes is Yuck. for the proper sicko yeah that is maybe you go around to someone's house and they'd whip out the cheddars you're like brah yeah. what the fuck is someone this? called docs i give you the hot smart. tip i give you the hot tip kids have been taken out of homes for less <laughs> shout out to yuli's brews keeping my mouth nice and cold and fizzy Really nice, really cold, really fizzy. Uh, that hat and oh yeah, that's right. Shirts they're still available. Punters, punters, dribblers. dribblers if you uh, are not aware and have not yet consumed the uh, Origin Two Two Thousand and Five Joey's Return Game Companion, you won't know, but we'll now know that uh, we may have 
managed to pull out the one and only remaining midnight blue corduroy cap uh, and basically in coordination in partnership with our good friends at Yuli's Brews you've got a chance to secure it the last remaining one what we're going to need from you is to purchase a case of Yuli's Brews then from Yuli's Brews from yes going to need to go through the website and you're going to have to Upload a video to Instagram as you reviewing whatever beer you got. Best one gets the hat, gets two Yulee's Brews t-shirts. But gets the hat. But gets the hat. Gets the beer, gets the hat, gets, gets the, the shirt, gets the glory. The last gets remaining the sh- Midnight Blue. Gets the shout out on the potty, gets yeah. the last Midnight Blue, gets membership for 2020, Year of the Punter and the Dribbler. Gets it all. Yeah. Gets it all. Look, did Tom and I take part in the Isolation Olympics? No. No, we didn't. We forgot. But a couple that, of punters did. Look, a couple of punters did. What we're going to do, in fairness to the punter and the dribbler, we're going to extend it out another week. Gives Tom and I a chance to dip the heads into a bucket, into a sink, yeah. try and knock out. What's the record? I'm not getting near what that bloke did. No, well, let's just see. Let's not let's not sell ourselves short. We have had a significantly long... That was long as fuck. <laughs> We've had a significantly long uh, breath hold. Yeah. Certainly number one, I think, at the moment. But, Eddie, you and I yet to give it a whirl and I'm I haven't I haven't even you know practiced breathing methods I think the sky's the limit for you or I potentially but also potentially not so ISO Olympics starting again in earnest this week we will see how we go uh, take two take two take two ISO Olympics uh, but I think maybe we get just into something that probably is more sport related what do you think well it's been it's been 25 minutes um, of shapes based rhetoric Rugby League, God's oh. winter game, which may this year be God's summer game. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Project Apollo, Tom. Yeah. It, I actually, realising upon getting in here, I have not looked into what Project Apollo actually pertains to be. How is that going to work? They haven't released anything yet. Right. So Now, just... I listened to Kenji today. I listened to Kenji today, right? Yeah. And he was saying that there's been a lot of different uh, variances of Project Apollo leaked released i think project apollo in its fullness was how do we get this fucker back on as soon as possible and i like the hubris around calling it apollo like an, a mission to to the moon well for those that don't know uh robert kennedy oh no what was his name i don't know the president john kennedy john, john, f. Kennedy. john f kennedy, <laughs> john <sorry>. kennedy. <laughs> robert was his uh brother who was also killed yeah yeah Plenty, plenty of Kennedys have bit the dust. Yeah. So forgive me for not remembering, but John F. Kennedy in 1960, I think, or 61, famous bloody quote, we'll, we'll have a man on the moon by the end of the decade, yeah. right? So they get someone up there in 1969. Huge feat, but time was against them, yeah. under the pump. This is what we're looking at here right. with the NRL starting yeah. before... This is the equivalent. This, yeah. is, this is our equivalent to the moon landing. This is Australia's moon landing. <laughs> Getting rugby league back on the telly, saving the season. Now, listen, obviously we tried to claim a massive... We love to trump up our involvement in the moon landing, <laughs> a la the dish out in parks. <laughs> we love that. And I'm yeah. sure that it well, was... Well, there was a movie about it. I'm sure... Exactly. And I'm sure that that dish was crucial. But I don't think anything since the actual moon landing comes close... Uh, except for Rugby League trying to get back by 28th of May. That's right. Now, 28th of May is a bold, bold number. Just as bold, seemingly, as, as John on the moon. saying we'll land on the moon by the end of the decade, right? But they did it. 
And I think with Peter Volandi's the grandson of Christ, yes, at at the at the helm of this ship, yeah, I reckon it's achievable. It looks to me like they did. They threw out May twenty first as well, yeah. So which I love all that. I just love that they're having a full on crack, yeah, a, a, a almost disrespectful crack where it's like you. No one thinks this is possible technically and maybe medically it shouldn't be possible. But you know what? Neither is humans. Yeah. Getting to another That's planet. That's right. Getting to another... Well, leaving their planet. Another body. Another body. Another... Another thing. Object. Another object. In the universe. In the universe. That's not In Earth. the solar system. Get into another body that isn't Earth. Now, <laughs> pun is dribblers. I think part of the reason why we haven't been able to see the intricate planning that going into Project Apollo is because they hadn't yet sat down with the broadcasters and nutting well, out. Well, they announced it before even speaking to the broadcasters. No, no, no. But no, no they didn't say what the season would look like. But they, no, apparently they said, that's why Channel 9 came out and got all like butthurt about it, was because the NRL basically came out, Peter Volandi, St. Peter Volandi, grandson of Christ, or of, oh, sorry, of the Lord God, son of Christ. He was so bold. He basically. No, Jesus is the son of Christ. He's the yes, grandson he's the of grandson. Christ. Well, no, well, Jesus is Christ. They're both Christ. Yeah, but I, you can't be. The son of, the son of Christ. Son of God is Jesus. Jesus <laughs> Jesus' son. I know this is convoluted, but trust me, it's worth looking into. It seems legit. <laughs> Jesus is the son of God. Yes. He can't be the son of Christ because Christ, although they are the same thing, technically, they're not. Okay, sure. Now listen, I mean, Eddie, don't make me explain to you the tenets of, of Christianity. God, Christ, St. Peter Volandis. <laughs> In that order. He's the grandson of the Lord. I forgot where I was going with it. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> Channel 9. Oh, yeah. So apparently the NRL didn't even speak to Fox or 9. About let... Ray the star date. Yeah. they just So they just came out and went, and the players didn't know. So re-project Apollo. A re-pro- exactly. But didn't they didn't they give them the giddy up and go, you got a month? Who? Although they've basically given the players six weeks. The uh, the NRL has. Yeah. What do you mean six well, weeks? Well, them coming out being like, we're going to start on the May the 28th. Like, what's wrong with that? There's, well, you just... Well, let, they, you, I'm saying before you announce something to the media, you usually get all of your stakeholders across yeah, it. sure, sure, sure. And they didn't. Yeah. And that's, again, Volandi's going, I don't give a shit, yeah, This is Project Apollo, mate. Yeah. There's bigger things. I've got bigger things to worry about, yeah. like getting to the moon. Like here. getting to the moon, the equivalent of. Yeah. The, the 2020 version. Of the moon. Of the moon landing. <laughs> now, forgive me for not sitting down stakeholders and, and filling them in beforehand. Yeah. Time is of the th- essence. <laughs> I've got... I can't wait a second. I've got to get to the moon here. to the moon. I don't fucking time to... Talk to bloody heads of nine and Fox. You're going to do what you're told here, yeah. bruh. Now, Channel 9 and Peter sat down today. Yeah. You'll notice that Greenberg, I don't think, was there. Apparently, his relationship with nine, very strange. They're the whispers I'm hearing. Yeah, they're off Greenberg. They're off him hard. Now, they came out with a big jab. Was it an uppercut? Might have been. It was. I think it was an Certainly uppercut connected to the jaw. They released this 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 statement, which is basically in its entirety a fuck you to the NRL. There's no part of it that's like conciliatory, yeah, or talking about anything else. It's just like they mismanaged it. Uh, we gave them a loan in the past. I don't know where they blew all their millions. Like they're fucking they're they've run an absolute donkey show here. I will say this just off the back of that. Our good friend, uh, our good friends at the Petuta Advocate, did have a a nice article sort of going back or shining a little light on Channel 9 in terms of going like they're talking about uh, the mismanagement of funds and they are like an industry that is heavily invested in print media 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, it was the it was the it was the pot calling the kettle black in every way. Yeah. Like these broadcasters have played a shocker yes. from start to finish. I think that's why Fox didn't say anything because they were like, well, fuck, we can't put we our hand we're up. We're fucked here we're as well. Fucked. Everyone's we're all, fucked. We're all fucked. We're all completely fucked. But obviously it was a bit of a play to be like, this is where we stand. Peter, you better bring your A game. Apparently he's one of the most elite negotiators. So today would have been fun to be a fly on the wall to watch the boys go at it. God, that would have been good. Wouldn't have been fun? Would have been, because he's intimidating. Yes, he's you intimidating. I mean? he's, got, he's got mob connections yeah. and he's also got the Lord on his side. So yeah, it'd be intimidating sitting down with Peter. But basically where that gets us to, punters, dribblers, is they were thrashing out what the season is that they're proposing mm-hmm. and getting to and seeing what nine would pay for it. Now, apparently the 13 round thing's been rubbished. Oh, really? Because they're, they're, wanting, they're wanting to pay, play as many rounds as possible. So today would have been, what will you pay for, Channel 9? Because they're worried about some T20 World Cup, which is I'm like, where I'm like, yeah, cool, bro. But uh, let's be honest. No one gives a shit about the T20, whatever it is. No, but I wonder... Like, it's though, not going to rate its dick off. No, but if you've paid for it, then you're going to want to give it the best opportunity to rate its dick off, despite the fact that 2020 is like a dickless wonder that rates nothing ever. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. I And I'll agree with that. But surely, if there's rugby league on, you want to throw a bit of that as, around as well. Yeah. Will they pay less for it if it overlaps? Sure. I yeah. think that's fair. I mean, just put the 2020 on gem anyway. That's what you're going to do, isn't it? It's a gem. It's a gem tournament. It's a gem sport. It's a gem sport on a on a in a gem format. Yeah. Now, that leaves us with questions and no answers. Mm. Do we get the full round? Are we playing into December? Have we got a grand final on Christmas Christmas's doorstep, which I'm not adverse to? I would love that. I'm not adverse to that. Christmas has lost a lot of its luster, if you ask me, and I'd love a Christmas Eve granny. Love one. Wouldn't that be nice? It'd be beautiful. And then we wake up for India, getting their bloody pants thrashed up on, off them on Boxing Day. I'd be moving. I'd be keen to move the test series then deep, deep into January. I'd be throwing three tests in January. Yeah. Three in January. Fucking off everything else three, related in January. Three in January. Yeah. No brainer. Thanks for coming. Then And uh, uh, just squeeze this, maybe squeeze the open a week later. We're good to go. I Love like it. all that. I, d- I think there's a lot of sports that have to work together and they won't because they're fucking stupid, but that'd be wonderful. Look, now, if we look, could we sit them down and maybe mediate? Possibly. Look. Do we have a big price tag? Yes. So, huge price tag. Probably, look. you know, prohibitively large. <laughs> um, but basically they were saying the 13 round thing... Uh, is not... It's, they just want more cash. And 13 rounds isn't going to get them the, the, the 20 that they... No. Well, the 22 more rounds they want. They've already played two. Yeah, so they've got to get 22 more. The other thing is, if they did play 13 more, it leaves clubs like the Roosters, who are 0-2, in a in a pickle. Right, but that's like tough titties. The fucking Roosters, Nick Politis, who obviously, you know, one of the uh, more respected figures in the game in terms of his role well, he's in influential. the so- Influential is probably the better term. Um you know, in terms of his role in the rugby league soap opera, more of a uh, puppeteer, puppet master, shot caller, things like things of that nature. I think he's got a bit of Peter about him. Yes, I think background so. guy. Yeah, well, mob mentality, background yeah. guy. You know, brings yeah. an ice bodies in bags. Brings stuff. an ice pick to a negotiation. Yeah, uh, but he wants to restart the season on zero, all zero points. So the first fucking two rounds mean nothing, which is 
such a beta move. Oh, it's been rubbished. They're but, not I mean, it's such a beta call. It's like, that's to me why you won't win premiership, another premiership if that's your mentality going in. Because that's a piss-weak mentality. Like, the season was suspended, bruh. It wasn't cancelled. You don't start again. Yeah, yeah Not ridiculous. to mention the fact that players were... Let's say you're like Penrith or fucking one of the teams that have won two straight and have had players Raiders. injured. But had players injured oh, right, in those sure. two games. It's like, what, do those injuries... Mean nothing. Those, they mean nothing? So, like, those guys played for points, got injured, maybe season over, maybe bloody, you know, out six weeks. They just don't matter because you, as a bitch, want to restart the competition. Mm. Show some sack yeah. in a time when we're trying to get to the moon and we need sacks full. Yeah, 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 we need it full. We need we need it full to the brim. We need all sacks on deck and we need all sacks full and you're coming with fucking empty sack. Yeah, eunuch stuff. Eunuch stuff. You know, uh, Soprato, is it, what is it? Uh, the people that sing really high because have had their balls cut off. Falsetto, is it? Falsetto, I don't know. Falsetto, sure. <laughs> Dior. Dior, that one. But I do know that, look, just to give some context to what I was saying already. You used to be in choir. Th- no, there are young choir singers who have their nuts chopped off so they can sing real well their whole life. Yes. They keep that high. Pre-puberty stuff. Michael Jackson stuff. I don't know if he lost his testicles. Well, but I think he was chemically castrated. That's the rumor. That's okay. So that's a that's a vicious rumor. And if you look at his kids, you're like, mm, you don't look similar. No, sure, okay. Again, I just don't know whether that's qual. Is that is that a? Do we know that of Michael? That's the rumor. He had his nuts. Well, you you just you just brought up that people with falsetto voices get their nuts cut off, and I was like, well, yeah, like Michael Jackson. Yeah, right. But that's. Uh, you can't say like Michael because that's inferring that's exactly what happened to him. No, I'm, well, I think everyone knows that we, we take things with a grain of salt on this show. Yeah, that's true. Allegedly. But join the dots, bruh. <laughs> he, could, he could falsetto his ass off. He was a little bit odd. It, it reeked a chemical castration to me. And his kids don't look anything alike. So, look, yeah, call, me, call me ignorant. but <laughs> Call you a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Well, no, when, okay. the, when the dots join, Tom. Yeah, no, that's true. All right. I'll join them. Yeah, no. Look, so what were we talking about? Oh, I can't remember. I don't know how we got there in terms of I the don't nuts know. being I, removed. I, I think I, we needed full sacks. That's what it was. Yeah, we, we did. full Cause sacks. Punters and dribblers. Clear eyes, full sacks, can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's Project Apollo. That's the, that's the tagline. Yeah. Now, the Prime Minister has come out and said that he likes it. Likes that, the plan. Really? Yeah. Has he really? Yeah, I believe so. Even in spot, even in the face, he's of- like, but you know, you yeah. have to make sure you meet these metrics. I wonder whether because Scomo behind the scenes is like, yeah, bro, we'll get it going. Like at least it's good to have a prime minister, like a head of the country who's a league fan. Like if the prime minister was an AFL fan right now, might be tougher. You know what I want to happen? I want the AFL to not come back this season. I think that's a possibility. Wouldn't that be grand? And it's just league. And the NRL is just a big finger, just free road, just-, just going, oi, bro, you gotta, you gotta be a cowboy. You've got to be led by Well, there's cowboy. no Cowboys leading any other sports right now. Even McLaughlin, at- McLaughlin. Gillen McLaughlin. Looks like such a beater. Yeah. He's compared not a to Peter Volantis. Yeah, yeah, he's not a Cowboy. He looks like he's like a, a scaredy cat. He looks like he looks like a he, wet bit of cardboard. He looks like a scaredy cat, dude. And I know that that may seem like a childish schoolyard slur. But which it that's, is. Which, which it, it is. is. But that's where he's placed. He's a scaredy cat. He's yeah. a little afraidy cat. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little scaredy cat pussy. <laughs> Pussy's too harsh. No, pussy's too much. It's but a, he does look like a scaredy cat. He does look like a scaredy cat. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you compare him to Peter Volandis, who will fucking... Looks like a lion. He look, he'll steal your lunch money and fucking... Yeah, yeah. If he's hungry... And give you a wedgie if he's hungry, and flush your head down If the he's toilet. hungry. And yeah. I'll give you that tip. He's starving. Starving. Absolutely starving. Starving. So that's where we're at. Forty's coming back. 
I'm pumped up. Got some other footy yarns. Well, some other things that I would like to just it's 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 related to Fox Sports. Now I don't know if you've noticed this this week, but I have. Fox Sports obviously struggling greatly for content. Yep. Now some of you may say, well, guys, you spoke about pizza shapes for 25 minutes. So let me know. ask you this, punters, dribblers. <laughs> let me ask you this: Would we have talked about that anyway? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great point. Great point. Um, Fox Sports, <laughs> that's such a good point. We would have talked about that regardless of a pandemic. <laughs> Might have talked about it longer if we had sport to talk about. <laughs> um, Fox Sports have been going so hard with Buzz Rothfield being a lippy bastard now. Like Buzz Rothfield's all in the news at the moment because he needs headlines and shit. He's had three stories where it's like he's trying to fight people. <laughs> One of them was how Ray Hadley punched him outside of a commentary box. He wrote that. Yeah. He, he told he told a story about it. Right. Um, and then the other one was how, because he's got a huge beef with Sturlo. And Phil, and Phil Gould. And for the Phil Gould one just happened today, where it was like he started having a crack at Phil, and then Phil's like, mate, I don't give a shit what that guy writes. Like, yeah. Fuck Buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure whether it's Buzz trying to like, when leaguies aren't throwing, Buzz has got to talk about times he throws or he's got to try and get some throwing going. Maybe he wants to get some throwing going, but I'm also like, he's not a young bull trying to, or young stallion trying to make it in this game. You know what I mean? He's been there, done that. Yeah. So what's his MO here? Like he could, he's fucking old as shit. He could retire. Well, I mean, he could, I mean, if he gets throwing going, he could die. That's what I mean. So like, yeah, throwing going makes sense if you're trying to climb those ranks and stay relevant in pandemic times. But like, it's not like he needs the cred now. No, but I think he does need column inches filled. So throw and go and potentially makes sense. So he's an animal, basically. Well, I don't think he's an animal at all because I think he'd get his his ass. No, but I, no. What I know what I mean what I mean by that is like he doesn't give a shit. He's prepared to get the throwing a going, even no, no, yeah. consequences couldn't care less just to fill thirty bloody words on the yeah. Let's dredge up on the back old of the stories. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I actually he's a company man. I because I mean like there's so many feuds in rugby league buzz. Sturlo, like Buzz and Sturlo, Sturlo and Kenty, Buzz and fucking Gould, and they're all bloody. So Sturlo doesn't like journos. I don't know. No, I don't. It's not all journos. Not at all. Sturlo's like the but sweetest two, man in the world. But it's two journos. No, well, Sturlo, yeah, Sturlo, Buzz, Sturlo, Kenty, Sturlo, Kenty. I remember when Sturlo Kenty was kicked the last time it kicked off, or it may have been the first time it kicked off. Because I don't know how many I don't know how many times they've had thro- set twos, but I used to work with Stella, nicest, sweetest man in the world, like mm. father, just a nice guy. Mm. But then when the whole Kenty thing happened, just hearing him talk about it was like, oh, he still has it in him to beat the fuck out of someone. And he wasn't like, I'll beat the fuck out of him. It was just the way he spoke. But about you can him. tell there was a he had presence. Well, there was like a steel to his rhetoric where you went, oh. Like, you've still got that fire of a young animal in you, yes. even though you're an older man. Yes. You would kick the shit out of him, I feel. Was that where it was going? To, like, set a time, meet you there stuff? Like, I, let's throw? I heard, and this is not from Sterlo at all, this was just, like, you know, rumour and Whisper. Whisper on the wind. One of them said, because I think it was, like, when they both used to work at Fox, one of them was like, let's take this outside. Oh my god! 
I don't know, punters, dribblers. That could be vicious rumor, innuendo, gossip. Do your own research on that one. Do your own research. But that's what I heard. That was the whisper I heard. That's money for jam. For and that's Sterling. rugby league. When people think about like, you know, oh, these players perform behaving badly, you know, I'm telling you, they'll throw from under sixes all the way through to the highest echelons of the game. Mate, from dusk till dawn. They'll get thrown going. <laughs> <laughs> and even more so from dusk, or from dawn till dusk. Well, yeah, from... No, well... No, from, dusk till dawn. Dusk, <laughs> pop. dusk till dawn is when... Yeah, from dusk till dawn, that's is right. Is when a lot of your league throwing gets going. But um, they'll also throw during the day, yeah, if they do. If they have to, yeah. or if they haven't slept. Mm. If they've gone from <laughs> dusk till dawn and then dawn until dusk. dusk. A lot of throwing gets And then and dusk then, till dawn again. Yeah, a lot of throwing gets yeah, going. Yeah, a lot of... On that second dusk till dawn, that's yeah. when a lot of throwing gets going. Oh. Craig Cooper, who is contracted to a Japanese team. He's been doing a lot of work with Tavita Pangai Jr. at Red Hill, which is Broncos training headquarters. Yep. Doing some crazy Trick shit. Trick shots. Doing crazy shit with an NFL ball. Obviously... He's looking jacked. He's looking ready. He's looking hot. Yeah. He, obviously not being able to go back to Japan, is th- and I'm hearing as well, they, international travel may be banned until deep into next year. Yeah. That's a yarn for another day. But he's going, okay, well, if, if NRL is getting cranking May, May 28th and someone wants to throw this old dog a bone. So he's thinking of playing NRL like pr- by moon landing, he wants to go. No, to the moon. He wants. He wants to go to the moon. <laughs> he wants to go to the. He moon. wants to go to the moon. Yeah. Holy he wants to be an astronaut. He wants to be an astronaut. Yeah. 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 Wow. A, one, a one-time only type of thing. Yeah. Like as in, all right, get me to the moon, and then I'll come back, and then, and then I'm not playing again. Really? Mm. That's what he's saying. Hey, and so they're like, okay, well, who doesn't have thirty men in their roster? Who could who could we put in? And he, he doesn't give. It, he'll play fucking for cheap. Like he wouldn't play for much. He just wants to. He's play. like he, he goes, just wants to go to the moon. He, he said that yeah, he just wants to go to the moon. And you know, astronauts. I can get that. Like like any astronaut would want to go to the moon, They're regardless of money. It, yeah, you're not necessarily doing it for well, he money. Said, well, he just said it's not always about money, and and you know sometimes athletes want to do this sort of thing. Yeah, okay. So I then can you start that. Thinking, well, then they're starting to think about where he might where he might be positioned. Uh, they're saying the Bulldogs potentially. The Bulldogs, unfortunately, desperate for everything. Well, Kieran Four and they're trying to rush back, right? But I don't. Kieran hasn't been right since he left Manly, and we all know that. And we've yes. talked about that at length mm. on this podcast before. The OG part of dribbles. Kieran stayed at Manly, unfortunately for him. Look, we did a, we did basically a whole podcast on Kieran once for the OG Dribbler. You remember that? But he's not right. He's not right, and I th- I can see him getting injured again if they ca- if he ru- if they rush him back. Mm. They're looking for a six. Quaid said he'd play six. I wonder how Quaid would go because he is not huge. He's like fit, but he's not. He can't defend really well either. He'll get well. That's they'd what have I- to hide. They him. always put back rowers next to the the halves to try and help. But like, I just wonder how he would go. Oh, fuck it, man. Like, I'd love to see. Oh, I would love to see. I'd love to see Quaid on the Mate, I'm not going to sit on, come on here and pick holes into why he shouldn't come. I'd no, rather him just no. play footy and no. see what happens. You don't you don't talk Quaid out of going on the moon here. You basically, you get him there. Mate, everyone said it since fucking day dot, since when he carved out back in 2010 or whenever it was yeah. in, that, in that Reds premiership season. Yeah. Everyone said it. Imagine this boy in league. Imagine this boy in league. I wonder if Kirtley and shit could do that. If like if the Super Rugby is off, they wouldn't let the players play, would they? 
They wouldn't let him go. To well, you know what they you know what they'd probably do rugby union. They'd just throw a little carry out and go. Well, we might come back. We might come back. Yeah, not you know, cancelled. Not cancelled. Not cancelled. Whereas they can't. He's probably not. He's not coming back to Japan till the end of the year, bro. Yeah. Earliest. Yeah. There's just no way. So. I think it's a great idea. I think that a club should throw him a bone, even if it's just a backup for an injury potentially, and just give him a crack and see where he goes if you need to. That'd be avoid. sick, dude. That'd be awesome. That'd be another great little subplot too. I think. I mean, look, if you put him in the middle, if you put him in half, I reckon he'd go all right. I reckon he'd pick it up pretty well. He surely watches the game. He said, "I don't know if I'd want to play fullback." They pepper him with high balls, and you've got to be able to read the game really well defensively. He's like, it's yeah. probably a bit of a too much of an ask. He's right. like, I He's think just, six would be good for me. Let me play the ball. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm fucking into <laughs> yeah, it. So am I. I am so hard for that. Eddie, I just wanted to do... We forgot to do this last week, and I just remembered it now, but I'd like to do it again. Uh, a dear friend of the show and uh, former guest, Stephen Sock O'Keefe. Yes. Retiring from first class cricket. Mm. Sounds like he was dicked around by New South Wales, but yep. you know, that's not for us to speculate on. But brings down a curtain on a stellar first class career, test test spinner as well. Obviously probably coming on the podcast might be up there with some of his highlights. Well, look, it's certainly in his Wikipedia um, most notable mentions. Yes, yes. Now, he gets asked about it everywhere he goes. Should I, I'll get up his numbers just so we can give him the proper send-off he deserves. Send-off he deserves. Now, this is his stats, punters, dribblers. If you want an overview on, on the man, the myth, the legend, listen Stephen to our Stephen, listen to our podcast with him. He's a tremendous man. A tremendous man. I can't understate that. He got his parents to send us test knitted merino wool vests which are which we basically said on like as a joke tom and i said it years ago imagine having one imagine owning one yeah. we've got them we've got door. them now we have it's them. a bit hot in this podcast room to put them on but i sleep in mine it's tremendous now he played nine tests which is sick that's fucking nothing to turn your nose up at that's batting average sure. is 9.55 sure 35 wickets Bowling average of 29.4. He had two five-wicket innings, so he, he, raised the, he raised the ball twice. For the nation? For the nation. Shit. And he had one 10 wickets in a match. So that same match, he took 10 far. Yeah, right. So the guy's an absolute out-and-out throbber. In first-class cricket, he played 87 matches for New South Wales. He was the leading wicket-taker in first Shield spinners last year. That's why it's sort of a weird thing that he... 299 wickets... In 87 first-class matches at 24.49, 13 five-wicket hauls, four ten-wickets in a match. Um, top score of 99 in first-class oh, cricket, which is cruel. Yeah, average 26.01 with the, with the willow. And look, just a tremendous man. Wish him all the best in retirement. Podcast 174, if you want to go back and listen to our chat with Sock, um, it was very good. I think it got us banned from interviewing other cricketers for the foreseeable future, which is Did it? something to hang your hat on. Did it? Why? Swearing. It was a little bit uh, risque. <laughs> who banned? Who put the fucking knocker on Well, it? I don't know. But it got, another, it got another podcast basically turned down for a cricketer. For a sock or sock. Sock wasn't allowed to do another podcast because of us. <laughs> Sorry, bruh. Anyway, but that's what we're here. Congratulations. About. Congratulations. Great career. Uh, still playing for the Sixers and still throbbing within an inch of his life. Now, Eddie, someone that we're very fond of uh, got a got some ink. Got some ink. King Kyrgios, 
Young King. Mm. Got the sleeve. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Someone sent it to us, but I didn't have time to look you at it. You want to see it? Yeah, I'll I'd, show love, it to you I'd love to see it. So the King got inked up. He got Kobe, LeBron, and some Air, and, and got like Air Jordans on it. Oh, shit. He yeah. got the whole thing. He got the whole thing. Do you reckon, and if I'm just, look, knowing the King as well as we do, I would imagine that it's elegant and understated. Elegant and understated is exactly what it is because... Real, like, sort of a nice, tasteful... It's tasteful. ...number. It's really tasteful. Full sleeve on the arm. Full sleeve. What's his fucking Instagram name? King, K1NG. Of course it is. Fuck, that's good. Love that. Because it does make him hard to find. Um, full sleeve. Is he the first fully sleeved tennis player? Yeah, has to be. Oh, look at this. So that's oh, LeBron at LeBron the top. LeBron at the top. Kobe is... Dude, I think it was See? Shaquille was on there. Yeah, there's Kobe there. Is that with the halo above his head? Kobe and the King with me forever, plus and some Jordan 1s. So that's... Or is that... That's 23. So is that LeBron on top of LeBron and that's Kobe? Kobe, uh, that's Kobe's that's face. That's Kobe's face there. That's Co- Oh, so that's LeBron flexing yeah. with 23 on his But back. then LeBron's also at the top. top so he's got it? a double LeBron. Yeah, and he's got a double Kobe, I think. Beautiful stuff. Or maybe just one. Oh, no. So Kobe on there and then his face. So he's got Beautiful. the face and then the player. Yes. Like the back of the player. Yeah, And yeah. then the face and the back of the yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. And then some air. Some air. Air Jordans. Air Jordans. Beautiful. Or some Jordan ones. Which is... Re- it's elegant and understated. That's very nice. Very nice indeed. But he's gone the full arm job. He's gone like punters like dribblers. A, this is dark. He's gone like a three thirds sleeve. He's got the shoulder. I think's free. Looks like he's going to get that filled in. Yeah, that looks like it'll get filled in. Don't what you do, reckon? What, do we, what does he fill that in with? Is it more ballers? I assume that's probably Michael plays. Jordan. Michael Jordan, maybe even another Kobe. Tasteful though. That's nice. There are some wings there. Birds or angel wings? Is it? I like it. Yeah. Really nice. Okay. <laughs> Really nice, King. Um, classy. It's Look, it's classy. It's dripping in class. It's dripping in class. That's Let's not forget he's a Canberra boy, so that doesn't surprise no, me. No, dude. You mean sleeve tattoos, almost a cultural uh, a cultural piece in, you know what I mean? Like in Canberra, obviously in, you know, like in Polynesian culture, the sort of sleeve tattoos tell a story of your family and your culture and your yes. history. Yes. I think in Canberra, it's sort of like, oh, here's some stars. Mm. Here's a fucking Here's basketballer. A bird. Here's a bird. He's a koi fish. Yeah. All wrapped in one. These are the. St- here's a Murray cod. Here's a Murray cod. Thank you. Here's the, here's Questacon. Yeah, yeah. Here's the slippery dip. Yeah. <laughs> here's a, a yeah. Here's, here's the that, ovals that you wear. Yeah. Here's that Lake Burley Griffin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shithole cesspool. Yeah, that's the burly over the uh burly over the elbow over yeah. the um the skin elbow skin. Called? Elbow skin? Yeah, but it's got a name. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It does. It's a weird name. Yeah, right. So that's where Lake Burley Griffin would be there. What about where like all the roundabouts are? Well, the whole thing... Well, the roundabout's around the... Around the elbow skin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lake Burley Griffin may be on the inside here. Very mm. painful, but it means a lot. So that's where you... Yeah, yeah. Look... Parliament I... House somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Governor General's home somewhere yes. at the bottom. Some porn like, yeah. and marijuana Pot, fireworks. Firecrackers. Yeah, beautiful. Fishwick, maybe. Just the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Queenbean maybe <laughs> over the shoulder, yeah. as in like different postcode vibe. Yeah, love different, that. Different state love that. vibe. Yeah. The Canberra cultural sleeve. Yeah, yeah. The Canberra cultural sleeve. Uh, 
which is must have. Must have if you're a Canberrarian. Now, the full quid kid I know from Canberra. Ah, uh, yes. He sent in a, a dribble last week. He couldn't really hear it himself. We couldn't really hear it. The Our punter set. and the dribbler actually inquiring whether we have the full version. We do. It's been sent in. We're going to play it right now. Quick question for the full quid kid. Have you got one of those camera tats we just described? Yes. We'd love for you to get a camera cultural tat. Can you play it, Eddie? Because my phone, unfortunately. If you don't have the camera cultural tat, get one. Get one. Please. And you'll get a baggy grain. Or at least send... Yeah, if you get the entire Canberra Cultural Tart, baggy baggy grain. That's going to probably cost you a bit, but... It's worth it. It's worth it. So on behalf of the full quid kid, Amber Durney sent in the new recording, and she's hashtagged first first take, baby. Oh, okay. So he's knocked this off in one take. Season 2020, it looks like footy's bet is made. The tide has gone out. The boys have been swimming nude. (laughs) My team was looking real good. The boys were up and about. I was dripping to break the footy drought. And then a bed shit from some prick who lives far overseas has turned this season on its head. Will we ever see round three? And here's me in me midnight blue listening to HSP. Todd, help me. I'm in quarantine. Beautiful voice. Beautiful. Punters are remembered, but the dribbler never dies. Make no mistake, this is a time of war. Forced to sit at home, VB and KO on TV. But no content, because the sport's off. Well, fuck me. And God sent St. Valandis to set the season free. He sees the light, he knows the truth. It's an essential industry. And Queensland shut the borders so the Blues couldn't three-peat. Todd, help me. This is COVID-19. Beautiful stuff. The full quid kid. Beautiful. Emotional. Yeah. Look, am I teary? No. No. But that (laughs) sounds like the, you know, a ballad of a teary dribbler. (laughs) Is, is the full quid kid t- Teary? Yeah, 100%. You better believe it. Well, does that, do we sort of just roll into dribbler dribbles off the back of that, Edward? I think so. I feel like, you know, there's no point pushing it. Mate, we're up. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. We're up. So we're up to dribbles. Yep. From the dribblers. They're going to come from your phone today That's because. Fine. You almost had a battery. No, uh, my phone is filled with fucking baby photos. Cute, so I've got no space so they've got to no, download So there's the... not much space on those things. What do you mean? Those phones. No, it's just... Well, to be fair, I had little space. Now it's been completely chockers with fucking baby photos. Let's start with uh, friend of the show, Joe. 
Yep. Calling in from a foreign land. I've got this on good authority. Uh, he's an English dribbler or he's an Aussie-based London dribbler, but that this was submitted uh, on the back of, like, he's he's deep into a bend, actually. I think he sounds pretty good, but I'm Oh, I'm this is sure he's, he's, on a, he's on a Larry. He's on a big old Larry. So this dribbler, he couldn't call the dribbler hotline because he's overseas. Now, I still think it might have been possible. Yeah. He couldn't work it out. No. That speaks to being on a speaks bender. Speaks to being on a bender. But he just recorded a voice memo and emailed it to us, so that's smart. <clears throat> International dribbler checking in. I'd firstly like to pay my respects to those that are lucky enough to wear the baggy green. And I also... Uh, give a nod of the head to the many people that are lucky enough to wear the corduroy blue. Finally, I'd like to start by paying my respects to Les. You're a great coach and we all miss you so very much. I have spent a bit of time without sport and with my housemate... Just rewatched Kathy Freeman's 400 meter gold medal in Sydney at the Olympic Games. And one thing I was thinking about after having watched that was when youth punters and dribblers maybe thought that another Australian would win a track event at the Athletics. I have this really weird feeling that it might never, ever happen. The one, two, and 400-meter events are obviously handled by those that live in the Caribbean and those that run the 400, 800, 1,500, 3,000, and beyond are African people and this is not a race thing obviously but i just think that perhaps thinking about what kathy did she should get a huge amount of respect and i know she does and yeah she fucking good on her but i don't think it'll ever happen again ever in the history of the olympic games i do not think that another australian will win a track event and that makes me, on a bit of a subcategory, think maybe Matt Shervington deserves a little bit more respect than he's given. I mean, he has a big lunchbox. Everyone knows it, but the boy could run. I'd love to hear thoughts about whether you think there's any chance that any Australian might ever win a track event. Field fight, yeah, we might have some big fucking heifer who can throw a lump of lead, but I'm talking track. Will we ever see an Australian win a medal at the Olympics for a track event? Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Fuck, that was great. Joe, that was fantastic. A lot to unbox. Yes. A lot to unbox. Uh, let's start with Sherva because it's fresh in the mind. Yeah. Shervo was, fun fact, Shervo was the quickest white man in history. Until I think Lamatra, a French runner, bested him, ran ran the sub ten. Lamatra probably didn't have a hog. He on didn't. Him, no. That's the only thing that kept. That's the only thing that kept our boy Matt Shervington, who ran a ten oh three, from I think, breaking a nine, from breaking the ten, from getting into the nines. He would have had to have sacrificed some of his lunchbox. I don't think he was prepared to do that. Nor Tom. should he be. And look, 
while we're on the topic, I don't think that an Olympic medal was out of out of grasp for Matt really? with a smaller lunchbox. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So yeah. Uh, uh, Matt with a couple sort of minus a few inches, yeah, maybe even a couple, or a, f- a few feet, yeah, a few feet in both girth and length, yeah, he could have been up there contending for podium positions. Unfortunately, he was unable to make the finals. He got knocked out at the semi at the home games, year two thousand. Dior, tough. But look, that brings us to will we win a track medal again? Now, I think he has forgotten about Yana Pittmanson, Roland Pittmanson. No, 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 Sally Ferguson. Pittman, yeah. and Rawlins, and Pittman never won a medal. No, but she was. I was. I was building up. He, oh, okay. She was the world champion in the four hundred meter hurdles. Then we all know what happened before. I think it was London what or happened? or Beijing. She pulled her Achilles and then uh, couldn't run, and then yeah, came right. back and ran anyway. But was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he's also forgot about another famous hurdler, Sally, Sally Ferguson. Per- Sally Pearson. Pearson. Now, I will say but this. Do hurdlers count? No, that's where I was going to say. Hur- are hurdlers jumpers, runners? Are they runners? Are they jumpers? They're jumpers. They're jumpers. I think they're jumpers. They're jumpers who can run. Yeah, that's it. But predominantly, if you can't jump, then it's you, all over. That's it. You could, because Sally, obviously, not a great, not a world beating runner. Otherwise, she wouldn't jump. I mean, otherwise she'd just run. Well, there's a lot of prestige in the jump. But what I'm saying is if she could run and win 100 metres, she'd run and win 100 metres. Yes. But she's better at jumping. Yes, that's so right. She, so she jumps and, all, and yeah. runs in between. Well, you have to run in between. But it's mainly about jumping. But it's jumping. mainly about jumping. It's called hurdles because you need to jump. It's yeah. not called running. Like it's not, you know, it's about the jump. That's exactly right. Weird event now that you think about it and just the fact that it's an Olympic event. So like, to Joe's question, look, put it this way, Joe, put it this way. Unless there's an there's an athlete representing Australia who has descendants from West Africa, like recent descendants, that's where all the great sprinters come. Well, from. I think an Indigenous Australian could win a track medal for this country. I'm going to go off statistics. No, I'm in the, like in the men's sprinting. Let's mm. start with which is the one and the two. All the sprinters are descendants of West Africans, right? Yeah. That's fast twist fibers and stuff, apparently. Yeah. Yes. So all the Caribbean runners descendants of West Africa, the Americans that do well, again, West Africa. We could potentially have someone who comes over to Australia, runs for Australia, represents Australia. Maybe we can get a, a W there. But if you're talking like a, a quintessential... Homegrown. Homegrown Anglo, for lack of a better word. Oh, Anglos aren't getting No. There. Anglos will never win one. Anglos, you can put a line through. Put a line through. through. Put never going to happen. No, no, no. Never, ever, put ever, in, ever, ever. Put it in fucking permanent... Mu- Punters and Dribblers, as always, we are brought to you by the primo betting platform of this great nation of ours, and that's Ned's. Big fans of Neds. We love Neds. They uh, have been huge supporters of us, huge supporters of everything we do over here, and we love them. Now, Eddie, if you're a punter or a dribbler and you want to engage with the community on Neds, how are you doing? It's very, very simple. Either you can follow Tom and I, it's even Tobler if you're a loser, you can follow our profiles in the Neds profile section, but I think a greater use of your time is to join the about even group under groups now the code to get in is dribbler if it's not dribbler it's dribblers forgive me there you can follow all our tips me shebos gurus burmos sometimes tobler but again who cares about him it's a great community environment where we tip winners we tip losers mostly learners losers but sometimes winners that's it shout out to neds now what's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, 
you voted with your with your mouths, and Good Day has been popular with you all so far. Thank you very much to everyone who has uh, got around it, sampled it, tried it. But there's plenty more to go around, and we 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 believe in this thing, the daily multivitamin, and we think you all should have a go. There's more gullets to be pounded. Correct. You know what I mean? Like if I'm looking at if I'm looking at the gullets of this nation, not enough gullets. Full of good day. That's right. For mine. Well, listen, we see it. We we see we see gullets that need to be filled, and we are in the business of filling gullets. I'll say this, Ed. We've been on it for a while now, and it helps uh, with mental clarity. It helps with energy throughout the day. Uh, it helps with liver cleanliness and function. Which we, I health. know, I know. There's a shitload of you that need that. There's I a shitload of you out there. for a fact. You need a good scrub of the internals. Correct. I know that. For we sure. know it. now. If you already got your own multivitamin that you're taking, don't bother changing. We're not asking you to change. But if you can you, if you want. You can, but you don't have to. But if you do nothing, if you do nothing for your health, then you've got to start somewhere. Now, if it's a run for you, that's great. But your nutritional health is something that we all fucking ignore. Good day is an opportunity for you to make smart decisions. The least you can do is a little good day. Use the code dribblers for 20% off, punters and dribblers. 20% off. It's our gift from us to you. BeGoodHealth.com.au Marker, Anglos to never, ever. But I think an Indigenous Australian, Kathy, you think about GI. Imagine if GI just dedicated to sprinting. I mean, I'm not saying GI necessarily would have, but could have, and there's a lot of, you know, well, Patrick, very fast athletic Indigenous Patrick, Australians. That's right. Patrick Johnson, who's an Indigenous Australian, he ran like a 996. There you go. Well, was it Patrick's feet? Now, could he could he step up and go the Usain times? Sadly not. No. But I think there's an Indigenous Australian with, with it in him. Yes. Now, I heard a rumour a while ago, Tom, and I don't know if this was substantiated by science, but I'm going to go along with it. Supposedly, supposedly, they found fossilised footprints of Indigenous Australians chasing flora, uh, fauna, fauna through a, a shallow lake bed, right? And that's what fossilised the footprints, yeah? And... The numbers and the math surrounding said footprints suggested that they were running Usain times through a, a, through a through lake mud. bed, yeah. through mud. Yeah, I remember hearing that as well. Now, I'd love a punter dribbler to do the Dior Forest there, see if it's true, but that I have seen. And you know what? That wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's beyond reasonable doubt to think that an Aboriginal Australian, an Indigenous Australian, couldn't get the gold again. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think they absolutely could. Definitely could. But if we're talking about your white, European, Anglo... The Anglo run, uh, Anglo track gold? Never. No. Never. I can't see it happening. No. Nah. And I'm telling you what, we talk about Sherbo having a dick that was but too it's big, not, it's but not, it doesn't... The, the fat dick does not yeah. harm your West African or your no, Indigenous they, Australian. But uh, That's right. And also, look... Is it possible? Maybe, but it's unlikely. There was an, uh, an Anglo-Greek runner who won the 200 metres at an Olympics 2004, I think. Really? Yeah. Maybe even the year 2000. Was he doping? Probably. He was. <laughs> he was! <laughs> yeah. He was. He got go. done for doping, there couldn't compete go. the next year. Yeah. Oh, it's all come together. That makes sense. It's all come together. So, Joe, yes... An Anglo will never, we agree with you, an Anglo like yourself, like Eddie and I, will never, ever win a fucking track gold. But a brother, an Indigenous Australian? Yeah. Every chance. Every chance. Uh, Kathy did it, and I'm sure there are plenty more. But the thing is, if you're an Indigenous, at least for a a man, if you're an Indigenous Australian man with fucking wheels on you, (laughs) as if you're not playing rugby league. Well, you are playing rugby league. That's where all the great sprinters go. That's it. You see a car with the right training. 
Ado Car. Yeah, mate, exactly. Ado Car's a fucking absolute speed demon. What could he run with the right training? James Roberts? They'd get close. What would they run now in the 100? That's what I mean, right? They'd be getting 10s. Easy. They'd absolutely oh, be getting no, no, they'd, be, they'd be getting close to 10-5, I reckon. Yes. I think that with the right training, if, if rugby league wasn't an option. Clinton Seals can run sub-11, put it that way. Yeah, Clinton was quick as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But he's he not out of car quick. No, he's not out of car. James Roberts. Again, these guys, they could have they done it, but... Yeah. I mean, who wants to go and fucking compete in the Olympics and get paid once every four years? To put a bow on this, I think that our best chance is in the two or the four. That's my feeling. Yeah. That's my feeling. I, I think the one's too short. I think it's too explosive. Two on the four. All right. Well, watch this space, punters, dribblers. we got every faith. Not in the Anglos, though. <laughs> Sorry, Anglos. Sorry, you're no Anglos. Good. You suck. You're no good. All right. Back to the dribbles. Yeah. Tremendous question. Tremendous. Love that he paid respects to the baggy green wearers and the midnight blue wearers of this fine nation. Again, Tom, it's your captain here. TJ, captain, pick ropes to all the uh, putters and dribblers out there. Boys, just wanted to say I've been enjoying your lazy suits of yarn, as you call it, uh, in these uncertain and trying times we're all currently living through. Um, Eddie, I trust you, I will. You're always well. Dubbo had 70 mils of good stuff over the weekend. Uh, that's good. Send my i my best to Chilton Man and the fam. Um, haven't seen them for a while, but look forward to seeing him soon. So we'll do, mate. Touch base and say that I have received your match fees, and I look forward to you being the cornerstone of our team in the time after Corona. Uh, yeah, I guess I look forward to hearing both of your thoughts on sport and the lack thereof for months to come. Be soon. There you go. There you go. I told you I pay my debts, punters, dribblers. Look, um, he obviously sent the heavies around to my house. Yeah, obviously he did. Uh, look, mate. Thanks, yeah. Skip. Thanks, Skip. Parents are well. And yes, Dubbo couldn't be greener. It's so green. In fact, the old man actually uh, took me around the uh, around his lawn on the weekend via FaceTime, which he was he was very excited by. Oh, really? Didn't really know it was a thing. Like, had already heard had heard whispers about FaceTime. But, oh, this is this is like one of his first FaceTimes. But put it into action over the weekend, Christmas, get into the spirit, couldn't go home for Easter. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. FaceTimed and he showed me around the lawn, which is flourishing. And he said... A lot of lawns around out in the, you know, in the farming regions of this fine yeah. nation. And this is how well good. this is how well Dubbo's doing, right? Him and the boys play golf every twice a week now at the moment. There, he's like, I've never lost so many balls. Because the grass is so long you can't fucking find it. Really? He's like, we haven't had the problem in years. So this is you know it's good when the balls are disappearing yeah. in Dubbo. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck yeah. Dubbo's doing real well. That's good to know. Thanks again, Skip, for reaching out. But uh, the shout out to all the uh, drought affected areas that are getting a shitload of rain and uh and uh losing golf balls. Losing golf. If you're balls. losing your golf ball because the grass is too long, shout that's out. a good problem to have. Uh, and yeah, I did pay my subs. Now it was a shitload more than I thought it was. Thought it was for like one or two games. It was like five. Mm. So the need was very much there for him to send the heavies around. Um, you know, I paid it all in one lump sum up front. Apologies, mm. you know. Obviously, pay your debts, punters, dribblers. Just don't be a shit bloke. Don't be a shit bloke. That's the message. Be a good bloke. But, you know, sometimes, look, I think the reason Skip let me get away with it for so long is because obviously, okay, as yeah. he said, I'm the cornerstone of the team. So it's kind of like... yeah. yeah. You know, you know what made Wayne Bennett such a great coach or makes Wayne Bennett such a great coach is he knows that there are many different personalities that make up a side. Now, I'm obviously a hotshot gunslinger who's got fucking runs in me. And he's like, look, he may not be paying, but it's like he's forgotten or whatever. 
We just want to keep him in a good headspace. He's scoring so many runs, averaging almost 200 for the season. That's right, 200 for the season. Um, so I think that was sort of more what it was. Then it got away from us and Corona kicked in. So he was like, he had to call me up on it, you know? But he just wanted to keep me happy because I'm such a fucking gun. You done? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Just, you know, that's probably just my thought. Yeah, yeah. Around. Okay. That's what makes him such a good captain. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He's, got a, he's a good man manager. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be. G'day, Tom and Eddie. It's um, Ash and Peter here. A couple of uh, long-time listeners, but first-time dribblets to yes. call the hotline. Love that. Just wanted to quickly touch on a beat test that we've both competed in. You go first, Pete. So first, I've been living off the assumption when I was about fifteen. I pulled a fifteen-three at netball. Sick. Since since redoing the beat test, I'm pretty sure that was, we were doing it at least 10 metres shorter than the yeah, regulated distance. Not ladies' tees. Since then, pulled about a 12.5. Yeah, I was going to say rugby. That's I, probably my best at yeah, rugby. Yeah, rugby, I did a 12.2. Nice. Yeah, yeah, look, I think netball was cheating the system a bit, but I'm going to claim a 15.3 if I can. If that's allowed. Anyway, we digress because, look, boys, the reason that we rang, there was um, discussion earlier in one of the earlier podcasts about... Um, the best utilities um, in the modern era, and look, I don't look. We're both Nova Castrians, like don't get me wrong, but look, I feel like credit where credit's due. And Mitch Orbison from the Sydney City Roosters is hands down the goat of the fourteen. Sure, put him in the put him in centers, put him on the wing, put him in the loft, put him in the fucking coaching box, and that <laughs> bloke is going to direct that team to to a win. Um, all those there for the boys, and I don't, I don't think he can do no wrong. Oh, I honestly don't think he's ever done wrong. He's never done anything wrong, anything wrong. Um, open for questioning, open for chat, thought, comments, queries. But um, yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah, see you soon, boys. See you soon. Fuck yeah, dribblets. Really strong dribble from the dribblets. Now, I think there's another one. Well, see, the sign of a good first-up dribble <laughs> from any dribbler or dribblet is usually a double dribble. Yeah. Hey, boys. Look, it's just Pete and Ash back here again. But we've had a few beers. Might have missed something I did want to tell you before. It's actually pretty important. I know we're all fans of the rom-com, 100%. I'm there for a regular bouncing out. But... Sometimes you've had a bit more of a bouncing out than you expected. You're well and truly in the dump. Yep. And I have got a movie for you guys. This is, you, you can only bring this out at the very dire straits of times of bouncing out. The time when, like, definitely no motor vehicle can be operated. Oh, 100%. Yep. The times when you couldn't even a cuddle from your significant other when you get up the pit. You can't, no, you can't, like, you can't eat, you don't know what you want to do. Can I just tell you, the most spirit-lifting movie, Moana. <laughs> Thank you, later, one of these and dribblers, because it will save your life on a real bouncing out. It's a real heartfelt, heart, heart, heartwarming one. Oh, mate, it will, it will get you there better than a rom-com could on a true bouncing yacht regular bouncing yacht sure rom-com perfect perfect but I'm just giving you the hot tip 
Moana. Is it even a rom-com or is it just like no, a, like a real no. heartfelt movie? It's just a kid's movie fucking with Philby's song. Any, any type of Disney movie that's going to make you well up. Oh, no. No Disney movie. No, I'm not into Disney movies. Just Moana will do it for you guys. Like <laughs> Moana. Oh, look. You're just going to have to listen to yourself. Watch it for yourselves. There you go. Phenomenal first up dribble from the dribblets. There. Really strong from Fucking the dribblets. Hell. First things first, I actually think they're correct with the Orbo is the greater utility than Kirk Gidley. He's also, is he the nicest bloke in rugby league? From what you hear... And, I mean, Kirk Gidley, yes, captain from the bench, which is the ultimate utility beta move. But Orbo actually is a utility for his club side as well. Mm. Yeah, he's an out-and-out utility. He's an out-and-out utility because, like, I mean, I guess if you're talking ultimate utility, maybe they don't ever reach the heights of representative football. Because they're a utility. Because they're a utility. Whereas, Whereas Kurt, in representative football, it's just like a bloke that starts, they jam on the yeah. bench. Kurt played fullback for New South Wales, plays fullback for his club. Orbo's never really. Orbo's a starter because someone's out most of the time. Mm. Yeah. He's all, he's also spoken of so highly. Yeah. Like, everyone because loves Mitch Orbison. Because he's like, a, he's like a plug filler, a hole filler. Like, oh, someone's out, Orbo's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll plug Denon any hole. Kemp. He can plug any hole. He can plug in a Denon Kemp, friend of the show, bloke in the bar, couldn't speak more highly of Orbo. Loves Orbo. Well, Cooper Cronk the other day was talking him up like... Mate, everyone loves Orbo. So I think these two dribblets from Newcastle as well, they are you know probably lovers of Kurt Gidley, but these dribblets don't show favour. They just basically speak truth. And seems to me like... They're actually spot on here with with Orbo. Now, in terms of Moana, I've never seen it. Neither. I know it's a cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Well, Disney film. Uh, not that all Disney films are cartoon, but if you speak of Disney film, you, you, you generally you speaking, generally speaking I'm expecting it to be a cartoon. Yes. Look, I'll put it on my to do list. I'm going to. But I will this, wait till when this I'm... COVID breaks. Yeah. Because I I haven't been properly bouncing myself out at home. I haven't probably bounced myself out for since my child was born. And but I know like I've already got it penciled in. Yeah. Steph knows when this fucking pandemic breaks and we can go and bounce ourselves out. Yeah. We're bouncing ourselves out. Yeah. To and, my and then watching Moana. And then I'll watch Moana and I'll watch it with my daughter, which could I'm be gonna watch Moana. I'll tell you why I'm gonna watch Moana because of the strength and the quality of that dribble. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You've convinced me. 100%. Your Mitch Orbison yarn was spot on. No offence to Kirk Gidley. We've taken you away, bro. Yeah, you've been dropped. You were only there because you captain from the bench. You yeah. were like, holy shit, Kurt, Kurt is a beater. But Mitch makes more sense. Yeah. And not in a beater way. Not in a beater way. In a utility sense. Yeah, in a nice way. Yes. As in, you can plug any hole sort of way. Yeah. He's a Swiss Army knife of rugby league players. Fuck yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife. So yeah, I will watch Mo- Moana. Strong dribble from the dribbler. It's really strong. Um, now, side note. If you're not in the punters and dribblers Facebook group, it's because you're an idiot. Yeah, you're but a also, you would have missed one of the great midweek dribbles. Yeah. So, Peter who is that, was, yeah, one of the girls. One of the girls who just called up. I think it's P E T A, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. She found Nilso the Nova Castrian on yes. Tinder. Yeah. Well, they're both Newcastle people, so I think you know. I don't know. What they're out there is. looking for love. Yes. They've come across each other. Peter's seen it and... Roasted him. Roasted him. She's absolutely put him on the now, bitch. Now, I'm going to get it up because I feel like we need to read it because yeah. it was fucking funny. Yeah. Again, punters and dribblers. This is in punters and dribblers, the Facebook group. Fastest growing page on the internet. It is. 
We received a plaque the other day from Facebook. Look, it's going gangbusters. It's We're not about awards, though, so we burnt it. Well, we didn't accept it. We just said, look, we put this group up there for the punters and the dribblers. Yeah, not for the awards. Not for the, not for the accolades. Now, give me one moment. There's just so much content on there. So, Peter slid into Nilso the Novocastrian's uh, Instagram. She found him. No, she found him on... Uh, on, I, it, on. Let's assume that's Tinder. She goes, yeah. you've got terrible dribble. I'm an OG driblette, and how dare you not acknowledge Mitchell Wissett as the best utility of the modern era. There you go. <laughs> on the bitch there to Nilso the Novocastrian. Now, did they date? Did they? Did they go out for? A, did they think, go out for a wine and a I dribble? I mean, look, it fucking went off on the page. I don't know if we have fifty nine comments. Fifty nine comments. We will guarantee an officiating of a wedding if this thing goes down. Eddie and I will be the celebrants. Happy to do it, but we will need. Look, if you want to call back, Peter, and let us know how the date went, if you went on one, yeah, or if you, you, you know, there was follow up conversation that's worth dribbling about. Or did she fucking send us? Because I think I chatted to her on IG. We're fucking talking to everyone here, punters, dribblers. So this, okay, so I've just read the comments. Kendrick Hatton goes, this can't be legitimate. You've staged this, I reckon. The date is like two weeks back, plus she messaged first. And Kendrick, and she tagged him going, he was too shy, brah. Ah, uh, she sounds like a fucking... <laughs> yeah, like a dribblet. Oh, big time dribblet. Love that. She's followed up by being like, dribblets can spot a dribbler a mile oh, away. Oh, dude, she's an alpha. <laughs> Holy shit. She's out there bitching everyone. She's bitching everyone in those comments. <laughs> Shout out to Peter. <laughs> Shout out to Peter. Best on ground this week. Yeah. Peter Salter. Do we what give her a VB? Legend. Yeah, she gets we a VB. We give both those dribblets VBs, but Peter obviously for... Well, Peter can have hers first. Yeah. You both get one. You can both get one. Peter has one first. She gets first sip because... She's, she's carved up this week. Carved up everyone. All right. That was good fun. That was good fun. Next dribble. Fuck, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny as fuck. The dribbles... They, they, they were, fuck, the people are bored at home, aren't they? Yeah, well... Yeah, g'day boys, and all the punters and dribblers out there, Big Shaq here. Look, just had a bit of a comment about the whole walker versus jogger argument, and can definitely agree that the jogger is not the cyclist of the footpath, Mm. but the cyclist of the footpath exists, and that is the fucking yummy mummy pushing a pram, and you know the type of operator we're looking at, it's the fucking... Influencer fucking pushing the pram that costs as much of a car type, never gets out of the way, owns the footpath, absolutely fucking loves themselves, posts heaps of content on Instagram of their rig and their kid. And yeah, they're definitely the cyclist of the fucking footpath. So just more of a Big comment, Shack's really, but bumped into step. Give me a thought. What's about to say that? <laughs> You haven't been out of Bondi. Yeah. <laughs> Bumped into my missus. Shout out to Steph. Love you, baby. Uh, I agree that the... Well, look, I mean, it's the yummy mummies, but I'm still thinking I'm more like the walker's the cyclist now. Fuck the walker. Yeah. I got... Or, or is it the rollerblader? Well, if it's the, just rare. Well, too yeah, rare. I mean, that's too rare. But if you... I got, I got today... I went for a run before I came in here. Obviously, you can tell I'm looking good. Yeah, you look great. Um, I got the bloody stink eye from yeah, some Yeah, that's bitch. what I'm saying. They're I was out like, there. what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. She threw her arms up yes. and looked at me as I ran past. I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do here, lady? Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. I didn't realize how bad it was on the streets. Oh, it's, it's, it's ruthless out there it's on those streets. It's fucking real out there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, I'm guessing you were no era. I was, I mean, I was as close as you can be. I was running past a woman. I wasn't fucking dry humping her. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to run past you. Yeah. And she threw her arms up and looked at me and I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep running here. But like, also, the fuck are you talking about? I mean, let's all not get carried away as well. I mean, COVID is under control. It would Look, seem like. I don't want to. I don't want to go too early here, no. but 10 new cases the other day. I mean, the chances of getting it are fucking slim to we're doing We're doing well at flattening the curve, it would seem. It's flat. <laughs> it's, it's it's flat now. Look, I'm saying it's flattening. I'm not, I don't think we're ready to, you don't want to. You don't want to fucking uh, I'm not saying, call it too early. I'm not saying I'm not saying we'll go back to the pub. We're on the home. We're rounding the bend. I'm not saying we're going back to the pub. Don't Tom, call it home. Rounding but I'm the also bend. like, if I'm out for a run, bruh, relax. And if you are that fucking weird about it, stay in your little home yeah. and walk around the living room yes. for God's sake. Because really, you can walk anywhere. Yes, you can't run around a living. No, room. you can't run around the living room, which is what we said. We said as much last week. So I was look. I can't even remember what he really said there, Big Shaq. Look, he was calling the pram, the, the pram, the, the the cyclist. Maybe I've got a kid. I'm more sympathetic to it, but you've probably seen my missus walking around in a pram, um, so I also understand it. But I think the walkers are actually becoming the cyclists because they're a bunch of bitches, and they're fucking annoying. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey boys, and the uh, punters and dribblers. Um, there's a few things I want to get through today, and I'll try and make it quick. Um, first, about your little problem with your neighbour. Um, I think uh, it'd be good to get a uh, friend of the show, the Hitman, and um, he's got to be called the Hitman for a reason. Uh, this dude obviously thinks he's, um, you know, walking all over you now, and he's getting away with breaking into your house and stealing your, your, your fucking cupcakes. <laughs> maybe get the Hitman around there, and you know, not not take the dude out, but maybe just send a warning, you know, fucking hit him body shots with a bat and fuck his apartment up a little bit and let him know that you know fucking don't touch my shit <laughs> anyway um the other thing i was gonna um bring up is uh you, you talk about um movies to watch when you when you bounce now um what's your song that you you listen to when you bounce out um you know sometimes when you got to drive the next day and you you feeling like shit and uh yeah the um you're a bit down. Uh, I, uh, I I personally like a bit of Cheryl Crow strong enough. Um, that sort of gets me over the line. Um, yeah, it gets me gets me feeling better. Um, second thing I wanted to ask you guys is, uh, what is who, who's the, you might have already covered this, but what famous sporting guy have you met and um, give you free and it turned out to be an absolute fuck with? Me um, personally, was Andrew Simons. Um, and obviously he's had a bit of a league background, so he had a he had a proper rugby league skin for one side eye. Um, but I remember just sort of you know, giving a bit nod, how you going, mate? And I uh, got to do the spray because he'd had enough of people going up to him. Um, and we were at the toilet, fair enough, but I wasn't able to talk. But anyway, uh, it'd be good to know what you think. Uh, yeah, cheers. Okay, a couple of things there. Firstly, I feel like now, unfortunately, I must look like the biggest bitch re my neighbor like this neighbor has just completely put me on the bitch he's broken into my home yeah i'd never really considered that's how it when, would look when he when he framed it like that i'm like i 
now feel like a giant pussy. Yeah. I feel like a little scaredy cat. Yeah. I feel like Gil McLaughlin Yeah, you've, here. Yeah, you've got big Gil McLaughlin vibes. I've got vibes. real Gil vibes right now. Because we're like, what'd you do about it? Oh, nothing. Well, when he broke into the house, you I did. did. I well, ripped him a new asshole. You called him. No, I told him. And then I saw him at the house. Like, when he lives next door to me, I was like, mate, don't ever fucking do that again, bruh. You've broken the door, bruh. And I had no shirt on. I looked fucking intimidating. Right, Or right. fat as fuck, whatever you're looking at. I also think that maybe he has a proclivity towards men. That's not a problem. I'm just saying that maybe the shirt off didn't have the desired got him effect. Well, it got him going. Well, it, it's either intimidating, off-putting, or it's attractive. We mm. don't know. No. Anyway, I gave him some lip then. But then with the second one, I actually haven't seen him since. So I haven't even followed up on the cupcake. How'd you, well, how'd you get the cupcakes back? Mate, when... As, as I said, you last, asked him for No, no, no. When I got him off him, I didn't say shit. Oh, because you were in shock. I was in shock that this man has broken into my home and then bitched me twice. Mm. Bitch me once, shame on you. Bitch me twice, shame on me. So I'm already starting to feel like a major scaredy cat based off of what old mate said there. Listen, though, as I said, that's I could. That's not the case. Physically could impose myself if it came to that. Yeah, you could, you're prepared to throw I'm prepared the to knuckle, give knuckle sandwich sandwiches out. If you need to. But it's just like, it's almost one of those things where it's like, when you're living in such close quarters, do I need... I already avoid this like motherfucker so we don't have to like have small chit chat yeah, yeah i know you mean so it's like am i gonna go you fucking took my cupcakes bra like then you know like, yeah yeah then, then it's then well i'm just if i when next time i see him, i'm just gonna be like hey if don't you touch punch my if shit. you punch it on over cupcakes you're a big day now is the hitman the right guy for the job i reckon if you call yourself hitman i reckon you're trying to cover or make up for inadequacies potentially at least physical yeah physically imposing inadequacies yeah especially like if someone gives you that nickname if you've earned it. If you've earned that nickname, sure. We've got a, nick, a friend whose nickname's Fighter. Yeah, and he's he earned that the right he's way. He's earned that. Well, depending well, on... <laughs> he earned it the honest way. He got thrown going. Yeah, he, he earned it the honest way. He's got a song, a jingle. Yes. About fighting. Um And then what was the next one? He's like, he kept saying, and my next, my second question, but he asked us like four. The first question was the song. What song do you listen to? Oh, I, what did he say? Cheryl Crow's Strong Enough. Yeah. That's why I got it up, because I was like, what the fuck is that? Um... This is a good song. Gotta be like hell yeah, great song. This is a great song. I'm saving that. Dude, great call on this song. To be my man. Yeah, great song. All right, we can't play it all because we'll probably get shut down. I don't know if there's even laws around that. I'm sure there are. But also, just while we're on Show of Crow... All I want to do is have some fun. I got a feeling I'm not the only one. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, is have some fun. Until the sun comes down. So, yeah, Cheryl Crow, Crow is dope. Yeah, like Cheryl. Great call uh, there. I'm going to listen to that fucking song when I get in the car. See, now that, though, there, that's a great song. I don't know that if I'm feeling fucking bounce like sometimes music will just make me want to cry that probably would that probably would right yeah. Coldplay and shit like that yeah now, makes you cry Coldplay fix gets... you yellow yeah I'll cry those. at the scientist yeah. bro okay firstly if you not Coldplay fuck you they're fantastic not that I think people necessarily do but I think Coldplay as it's gone on has got a bit of a like it's an over emotional sappy sort of but Coldplay are dope 
Yes. I feel like I need to get that off my well, chest. Well, I don't... Oh, yeah, look, I don't... You're not going to hear any objections from me. But I do think that if I'm bounced out and I'm listening to that, then I'm in a fucking... Drowning in a river of tears. What brings you back from the abyss? That's what I mean. You got I to think that's to more ba- about it. To bounce your back. Yeah, bounce your back. Now, I mean, look, for me, Tame Impala is always the... But the do you bounce me. back, though? Like, do you bounce back? Sometimes, because you don't like, want something like, too like, uplifting because it's like, fuck this, dude. It's too good. Like, I'm, I'm not in the... I'm not there at that mood. I need something to slowly drag me you up. You need it to to bring you back to yeah. fighting weight, yeah. almost. Yeah. I don't know what song can do that. I don't listen to a whole lot of music when I'm bound. No, neither. Because it's not traditionally something em- I do. It evokes too much emotion, even if it is good. Oh, mate. If you listen to something sad, it's all over. You could maybe never come back yeah. and just live there. I remember when I was uh, younger and when you would have to be... Whatever you got up to that evening required you to sort of like... Getting to sleep wasn't that easy. No. I no, would, I would, jacked on sugar and yeah, fucking... Yeah, yeah, Red Bulls and yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. I would listen to Johnny Cash's Hurt, which was such a weird shout in in retrospect. When? How old were you? Like in high school. I mean, sorry, out of high school. I'm talking right. like 21. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking like when you just had yeah, way yeah, too yeah. many Red Bulls. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaps of Red Bulls. Shitloads of Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. And then to like come down, you're listening to sort of like scat etch music that's I'd listen to uh, Ludovico Unardi the pianist if oh. I was if I'd had too many Red Bulls yeah okay and then I'd have a couple of darts and unwind that's actually a great way yeah, to do yeah. it darts and, and some classical and, music yeah, yeah beautiful piano yeah, oh, yeah okay that's nice but I wouldn't listen to that when I was bounced because no. it would because I would slip Evoke into the abyss emotion. yeah 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 so I don't know what Good question, punters and dribblers you got some suggestions for us maybe Come we're doing it wrong let us know uh, and then biggest fuckwit I don't know if I've met anyone famous where I was like you're a fuckwit neither I've met someone who was disappointing and I definitely wouldn't call him a fuckwit because it was I haven't had enough interaction to say fuckwit but I've met a lot of people in the great game of rugby league great, greatest game of all sport in general just because I used to work in the sort of sporting media mm. and almost every single person I've come across has been pretty nice right pretty lovely and then there's only been one standout who just has been like consistently not that friendly like not like you've got to fucking invite me around for dinner but just like noticeably not as friendly as everyone else and it's surprising yeah I know who it is and I may have even I said know who it is yeah Freddie yeah yeah and I'm like it maybe hurts more because it's like you see him on TV and you see him you're like, this guy... It hurt way more. He seems like such a fun dude and everyone seems to and love him. And it's Freddie. It's Freddie. He looks like a character. Yeah, and I'm like, I just don't understand. And it's been more than once where it's like you just don't seem that friendly. Could he just be in bad moods both occasions? It's been, it's, been a, it's been more than... Ten times? Yeah. Easy. Okay, so not a good... Like, across different platforms, in person, on the phone, via text, whatever. Mm. And not to the point where he would ever remember me. That's also a thing. It's not like, if I'd worked with him in close quarters, I'm sure he's probably... But I, you know, I also judge people on the way that you deal with someone you don't know. Like yes. the first time you meet them. Yes. And I've met a lot of those... I've had a lot of those interactions with sort of sports people where it's like, I may never talk to you again, but this one... I spoke to Warney on the phone once for a show and he was late. He fucked us. He was like late by like 45 minutes to come on for an interview. Sure. Mate, I got it. when I got him on the blower, he couldn't have been nicer and been more apologetic. Me like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's fucking... That's class. It was noticeably nice. Yeah. I was like, that's for, for the greatest bowler in the history of cricket. 
that's very nice. And that crystallizes, you know, my disappointment for Bradley Fittler, but certainly not prepared to call him a fuckwit punish dribblers. The next dribbler, well, he wasn't he was at a party of dribblers. A party of dribblers. Right. Now, should they have been doing a that parliament in isol- of dribblers? Is should that they have been doing that in isolated times? I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, well, you'd hope that maybe they just all live together. Now, the main culprit's name is Big Tasty. That's what he calls himself. Big or Big tasty. toasty. Big Tasty, Big Toasty. Something like that. Sounds like one he's given himself. Him and his mates left 25 dribbles. Listen to how frequently they came in. 9-33, 9-36, 9-38, 9-40, 9-41, 9-45, 9-48, 9-50, 9-51, 9-55, 9-48, 9-57, 9-57, 9-57, 9-57, 9-57, 9-57, 9-57, 9-57, 9-57, 
do you guys reckon Sean Bergen is the greatest halfback that's ever played the game? I would, I would argue. I would. Here, I would argue Sean Bergen is the greatest, the greatest halfback that's ever played the game, behind Andrew Johns. But I'd rather put Sean Bergen there because he knows where the pass is. Sean Berrigan? Sean, I mean, look, Sean Berrigan's a good player. I mean, but the, I just don't think that you take any of that with any level of seriousness or legitimacy. He, he started off talking about who's the better fullback, Billy Slater or Brett Stewart, and then felt like he needed to justify why he thought Billy Slater was the best. Billy Slater's considered the best fullback of all time. There's a, there's a dribbler. Uh, this, okay, this is where he ends up. He goes, I listen to... Sp- hey boys, uh, it's Big Tasty here. Also known as uh, Big and Tasty. Uh, first time dribbler. First time dribbler, he reckons. Oh, this is like fuck. this is this is like twenty first. Oh, oh Jesus! On my previous statements, and I think Anthony Minicello could be one of the greatest of all times. Would oh. you argue? Would you argue? Argue Anthony Minicello v Billy Slater? Who is the greatest? I want to know your opinion. If you want to know my opinion, I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, Anthony Minicello is better than Billy Slater. <laughs> I said it. You can say it, but I said it. Here's Sam. First time dribbler. <laughs> he sent that at one forty. No, at uh, he sent that at twelve thirty-five. What's absurd about that is, and just sort of the time between dribbles there. I'm sure there's a lot in between, but like that didn't get even like progressively more rowdy he's just still throwing up queries and like <laughs> opinions it's like he's just maggot yeah he he's blind at 930 that we know for that sure we know. I'll, I'll I'll set let's, do you want to hear the last one yeah let's just go to the final one from big taste and then we'll and then we'll unpack what we've heard yeah which is not much not much of substance hey boys, big taste here um told me that I, I, I apologise, and um, I just want to say Brett Kamali is one of the greatest. Wear number six. He said Danny Badiris just told me I've been dribbling, and Brett Kamali is one of the best to ever wear the number six. Brett, not a noted six. <laughs> More of a seven. More of a seven type guy, I think, was Brett. Um, yeah, look, I mean, as we predicted. Very little gold that we were able to come across in Big Tasty's dribbles. Have I listened to all of them? No. And I won't. Um, is there potentially gold in there? Maybe. Look, you know what? I know I said before. But whoever, this... says, whoever says that first impressions aren't important is an idiot. Because yeah, they are. They are. Because it means the he's, he's, shot, he's shot his load. Yeah. And now I'm not going to listen to his 25 and, dribbles. And I know I said before this that I might put all of them into a podcast. That's if I have all the time in the world. <laughs> like, I don't know whether I've got that sort of time in my life to be bothered to go through and listen to that shit. I don't know how long the other ones are. They could be so long. If I do, just keep an eye out for Big Tasty's fucking dribbles. But I so, just can't see look, myself doing dribblers, it. Dribblers, dribblers, listen. If you want to send in 25 dribbles in quick-fire succession, like a lot of those One were, night. they've got to be good. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not going to listen to them otherwise. No. They've got, and they've got to be... They, gotta, can't, they can't be nonsensical. You can't come on and argue Anthony Minicello's better than Billy Slater. When you were literally arguing before that it was Brett Stewart and Billy Slater. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then you're saying Brett Kamali 
at six. And then you're also talking about trucking it up in the forwards. But that we were talking about fullbacks. Yeah, but yeah, and but he was talking about himself trucking it yeah, up because he's big tasty. Because he's big tasty. And if you think like, I mean, obviously big tasty's given himself that nickname. I will say this though, that's probably big tasty the biggest dribbler. <laughs> Yes. Is Big Tasty the new King Dribbler? Well, he's he's certainly the dribbler of he's not the, the Dribbler Hotline. Yeah, that's, well, obviously we've got an original King Dribbler, and yeah. that is King Dribbler who lives in New York. He is our dribbler in New York. Yeah, it's, but got, in it's in his bio. Of, in terms of the hotline, King of the Hotline Dribble. I don't think King Dribbler's called the hotline. No. Does he want to counter this? That's what I mean. I think if the... I mean, King Dribble... Should counter this dribble. Counter this dribble. Otherwise, he he should get. Otherwise, does he lose his mantle? I think. I think you can't just stay king. King's got to yeah, because kings get killed. Kings get killed. You got to defend your crowd. Right now, Big Tasty's the man. (laughs) Big Tasty's the the new king of the dribblers. Yeah, not even listen to half of them. No, and I'm not encouraging Big Tasty type behaviour because that. I mean, no. But unfortunately, but look, he is. How would like? How does King Dribble respond? To the threat from the young buck, from the young bull who yeah, chucks it up. That's it. The wolf at the bottom of the mountain's hungry, and the wolf at the top. Yeah. I think How does he counter sort of this? How that. does he counter? I don't it's know. interesting. I don't know. Fuck, it's interesting. It is. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. I've never because King Dribble. Uh, he leaves life. dribbles, but he doesn't leave vo- voice dribbles. Not twenty-five in a night. Again, not encouraging that punish no. dribbles. That's, that's <laughs> not that quick fire. No. You heard that quick You can fight. also become King Dribble by leaving just a one horse shit dribble. Don't worry. But, like, you can't make it horse shit on purpose. That's the point. No, because he bloke, won't play it. It's got to be But it's got to be authentic. This bloke... Big Tasty was... Big he, Tasty thought he was trucking it up. Yeah. He thought he was trucking up the greatest dribbles the word's ever heard. I mean, I think Big Tasty woke up Sunday or the day after whatever that was and was comfortable with what he'd left. <laughs> Yes. I don't think he had an ounce of post piss anxiety. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't call up again, going apologize for all those ones last night. No. He 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 was, he laid in his bed, bounced out, happy with his work. Yeah, his life's work. Seemingly, it seems like that might have been his. Uh, what is that? What's the term for someone's life? His memoirs. Memoir. Uh, piece de resistance. Sure. Whatever. But how the how the king of the dribblers who's Recently been thr- dethroned response. Yeah. We'll give him the right of reply. The dribbler formerly known as King Dribbler. We'll give him the right of reply. Is he well yeah, but I mean But you can't you can't ring up and be nonsensical and expect getting the W. No. You've got to ring with intentions of, of greatness and fuck it royally. Yeah. That's how you become the <laughs> dribbler, the king of the dribblers. That's how you become big tasty. Yeah. Interesting. Shout out to Big Tasty. As much as it started <laughs> off as a like fuck big tasty, I'm now on big tasty train. <laughs> And we will now be making the Big Tasty series. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I will make the Big Tasty series for the biggest fucking dumbest dribble you've ever And it heard. will be released as a small podcast. Yes, it will be. The Dribbler Files. The Dribbler Files. Or well, Big Tasties. Yeah, Big, Big Tasties, Tasties Dribbles. Big t- <laughs> he must be huge if he's talking about chucking it up. He'd be a big boy. Well, I mean, look, Big Tasty, please reach. Do we have him on Instagram? Does he follow us? Do you reckon his name's Big Tasty? Well, I... If you're calling yourself Big Tasty, I think there's a possibility that you call yourself Big Tasty in real life. Okay, I don't know where this guy, he may not follow us. Well, look, there's a guy called Big Tasty who follows some similar pages to ours. He doesn't follow us on Instagram, but it could be. I won't reveal his name because this could be the wrong Big Tasty. Show me 
Yeah, he looks like he's got a bit of fucking dribbler about him. Yeah, he does. Mum before my christening. That's what he put up. Yeah, right. That's That seems like a big tasty post. <laughs> yes, mate. Horse racing photos and shit that he's ripped off racingphotos.com. Yeah. Look, this could, this may not be him, but I reckon it. Big taste. Uh, yeah. Big tasty yeah boy. Yeah. If that's not him. <laughs> also looks like a dribbler. Yeah, he looks like a dribbler. Shout out to you. No disrespect, but I think you could have, you got all the hallmarks of the, the King dribble. Shout out to you though. Shout out to, shout out to whoever big tasty is. Cause he is the fucking King of the dribble. Um, but Eddie, is that it for dribbles? No. Oh Jesus. No, it's not. It's one of those weeks. It's one of those weeks. Two more. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Captain Morgan here. Uh, dying in with a, with a couple of things to float for you two and the P's and D's. Um, I guess strange science goes without saying. Uh, I guess I wanted to ask what, what kind of things you guys have been doing that you usually haven't been up to. Uh, you know, we're in lockdown. Um, I'm doing all kinds of shit that I wouldn't normally do. I made a litre batch of hot sauce the other day. Fuck knows what I'm going to do with it. Uh, I'm calling into podcasts, and that's something I've never done before. Uh, shopping online. Fucking hate shopping online, but I've been doing that. Got all kinds of packages coming in. Um, decorating the house. Usually don't care about that, but stuck inside all day. Buying plants and shit like that. Um, Stimulate the economy. Other thing I wanted to ask about is, uh, I mean, we're all obviously missing the footy and, and, and probably just as much we're missing the pub. I'm really missing the pub. Um, sort of wanted to shout out my favourite pubs and ask you guys, you know, where you'll be heading for your first schooner once we're all back up and running. Got a couple here. Great Northern in Carlton North. Top establishment. Uh, and also the Glengarry Castle in Redfern. Fucking love the Glengarry Castle. Good pub. Shout out to the guys. Um, probably like that to be the first place I go for a schooner once this is all over. Um, actually got Glengarry Castle on the mind because your regular correspondent, the hitman, his voice really reminded me of a bloke that I used to see and fucking hear. He's loud. Um, in the Gary quite a lot. So I guess I want to shout him out. Ask hitman... If he's also missing the Gary, it certainly sounds like he is by the fucking state of him, the way he called in the other day. Um, yeah, and put that to you guys. Where will you be going for your first schooner? Um, and also, lastly, just, a, just a, a call to arms to the P's and D's out there. Does anybody know where to buy weed in Melbourne? <laughs> Cheers. Beers at some point. Shout out, Captain Morgan. Uh, we'll start from the top. What have I been doing that I usually don't do? Uh, I baked cookies the other day. Did you really? Yeah. I baked cookies the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Cornflake biscuits. Uh, a bit of a family Sounds... recipe. Oh, uh, yeah. They're fucking delicious. Cornflake biscuits. They were a hit, mate. Made them. <laughs> Ten minutes later, they were gone. All of so them. So did you go like, this was for, because you're obviously living with your soon-to-be parent-in-laws, and I'm not saying soon-to-be, but you know. Yeah, one day. I get what you mean. One day. Yeah. Uh, and what you were like, guys, let me bake something. I was like, I want to bake. Ella was like, why don't we make corn? I, she goes, I wish I had some cornflake biscuits. And I was like. Because well, these are your family recipes. Yeah. And I was like. Simpson tradition. And I was like, maybe I'll make some. 
got the recipe, knocked them up. They were a fucking hit. Like Tim, the old man, not usually a sweet tooth, not a noted sweet tooth guy, yeah. pounding them, really? pounding them senseless. Now, uh, now I went to do the cornflake bicky. When I went, can to, you make some for us? I I can. When Bring I, some in. When I went to bed, there there were there was many to go around. When I awoke, there was none. Wow. Yeah. They just midnight all, snack stuff. All hoofed. Yeah, they were hoofed. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, uh, we made look. To be fair, I've done none of the baking. Steph's done it. But still, baking's been done around me, which yeah. I think is, you know, I'm encouraging it. Yeah, of course you are. St- <laughs> Steph's made a... Uh, this this cafe near where we live is called Dairy Street, Bennett Street Dairy or something. I don't know. It fucking makes the best cookies in the world. Mm. These big chock chip motherfuckers. But obviously, they can't do it now because their cafes are like slowed down. So they sell these big fucking hunks of their cookie dough for you to make yourself. Oh, sick. So I went and got some coffees and obviously like Steph sends me for coffees. I come back with fucking $12 coffees worth cookie of doughs. cookie dough. Yeah. Made that over the last couple of weeks or the last week and just been hoofing that. Delicious tongue burnt because of the hot chips, Eddie. Mm. Hot chalk chips. Made some banana cake. Again, Steph did it. I feel like the things I'm doing differently is just encouraging her baking. <laughs> I feel like that's it. Drinking more, encouraging her baking. I did run. I've been running. Yeah. I've also thought about getting a dog. Oh, yeah. Get one. Yeah. Which is 100% isolation related. Getting lonely. But even though I've got people around... Yeah, but it's just it's just felt like the right time. We're looking at a Roddy Potter's dribblers. Roddy. Looking at a Roddy. They're cute as fuck. Until they grow. And then they're a little bit terrifying. But then they're still cute. And I don't mind them being a little bit terrifying because, as you know, Ella, an absolute nightmare when home alone. That's true, right. So you like get just someone. Un- and look, love you, babe, but you're unbearable. So... <laughs> If we can, if we can bring a dog into this, yeah, into one the mix, that can fucking kill, one people. that can punch on if it needs to, <laughs> yeah, one that loves to throw when required, when required, yeah, then that's good for business, yeah, my that- business, <laughs> and that's the business of bending, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Get a guard dog, but also a but lovely also dog a lovely who dog. loves. Intention is not about the guard dog, but no. it's nice to have. You don't want to get it's a cream on top. Poodle. It's cream on top. Yes. It's it is. cream on top. What else did he ask? Fuck if I can remember. Pubs. Oh, pubs. Now, firstly, shout out to the Gaz, Glengarry. Um, I cannot confirm or deny the hitman's uh, love for the Gaz. He'd have to call it. He'd have to call Can tell you I lived on it, Little Everly Street, and the Gaz was my home pub for fucking three-ish years or two years. Mm. I can't remember how long I lived over there. Mm. Uh, great pub. Real dodgy back in the day. Do you prefer, the, do you prefer the old Gaz to the new? Only because it had a bit of etch about it. Yeah. I remember once standing in there watching a footy game and going, I could get fucking bashed here. Not for any... Like, he wasn't even looking at me. It was just like... He had... Bashing about Bashing vibes. There are bikies used to roll through there, I believe. But the Gaz, now done up, phenomenal pub. Go there. Love it. Haven't been there for yonks. And you may or may not be correct that the hitman froths the Gaz and very much is missing it. Because he's a, he's a, he may or may not be a local there. Or and, he a may, and he may or may not love schooners. He may or may not live and die by the by schooner. By the schooner. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, where will I have my first schooner? I don't know. It depends where I am when this isolation yarn's yeah. lifted. Yuli's Brews Brewery, potentially. But, I mean, I don't know whether that's going to be my first schooner or my first bend. Because I'm certainly going to be bending. Yes. But first schooner... I think that's already been locked in for the first bend. Yeah, that has been. My first schooner may be around somewhere that I live. 
So the Royal up the road from you does a good schooner. The Royal does a good schooner. The South Bondi RSL does Great a good schooner. schooner. Mossman RSL does a good schooner. Shout out to the Mossman RSL. The, uh, the, the, the Thick Ropes County 11 Clubhouse. The Nelson in Bondi does a good schooner. Uh, the Bellevue does a good schooner. That we'd, we'd go there after our Oztag games. Bellevue, a hell of a pub. Yep. The Royal downstairs. Honestly, it's in- kind of like it might just come across the radio, like when the war was over. It's like the the things have been the the you know what is it the the restrictions have been dropped, and it'll be like stop yeah. what you're doing and go schooner. So it might be a proximity. It'd be remiss of me not to mention the Lord Dudley, yep. one of the great pubs. Great pubs. It's a it's an old timey English pub, and for me, feel like more winter pub. Yes, fuck yes, you know stews I mean? and shit. Yeah. Cottage pies. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. I'm in the city, I'll be nipping down to the Republic probably because I'm over the road from that now yeah. If, yeah, I'm yeah, at, yeah. if I'm at work. And I'll be just working into a million. Mm. So, look. Who knows? Hard fucking, to tell. Mate, you know what? To give you the, to give you the, Real the honest answer? truth, wherever I'm close to when those doors open, yeah. baby. Yeah, that's it. Proximity. Now, final dribble for the day. This has been dribbler-based. It is the year of the dribbler. So year of the punter and the dribbler. You know, it's good to share the love in um in isolation times. Mm-hmm. Tom, Eddie, how are we? Night here. Bring it from the, the home of rugby league. Obviously, when I say the home of rugby league, the first thing you think of naturally is, is Adelaide. Um, <laughs> absolutely, Adelaide, the home of rugby league here in Australia. Yeah. In the world, actually. I mean, all you got to do is stick your nose up anywhere in Adelaide and get a bit of a bit of whiff of ram into you. Adelaide Rams, the scent's just, it's just in the air, lads. Just, just what it is. <laughs> 20 years later, it just, just floats around in the air. Well, anyway, that's not what I, I ran for. Um, I was been a few weeks since, since we last had footy. Um, I just wanted to sort of let you guys know where I'm at uh, with it. Obviously, really missing our, our rugby league. It's a personal note, but, but I, for one, am willing to sacrifice a play to get footy back on TV. I'm willing to do that, lads. I am willing to risk the players to get footy back on for the punter and the dribbler. I really am willing to risk it. That's, that's just, just where it's at. I think he's sacrificed their health. Cool. I get that. Himself. I know it means players will, will miss their families and isolation and all that, but I think it has to be done. Wives, wags won't like it. I'm even willing to uh, put myself in the front line. I'll, I'll get on the phone to the wags, to Barb, Mrs. Mrs. Blair, you know, get Adam back from across the ditch. I'll have those discussions to, uh, to convince them to... Uh, to the good of the punter and the dribbler to get, uh, to get the game going again and the players to sacrifice the wags they'll be willing to sacrifice I'll, I'll, I'll make that phone call uh, to those just to, just to let let them know where things are at for the punter and the dribbler and, and get it all happen again and anyway, look that's enough for me so I know your thoughts on I suppose your willingness to uh, also sacrifice the players at this point for the good of the game you know they're, they're talking May 28th to get the comp back going no I way. think you know I think if we're all in it together and we're all willing to sacrifice the players, we can get it going a bit sooner for us all. So, you know, isolation be soon. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Nige. Thank you, mate. Now, uh, love an Adelaide dribbler. Certainly a dribble from Nige there. I think we must clarify that Nige's not talking about some sort of ritualistic sacrifice of a player, not killing a player like sacrificing it to the gods. Yeah. No to get COVID to drop and then the game to continue. He's saying, fuck the player's health, get the game going. Look, I think Project Apollo is pretty clear in its mission. It's yeah, Project it's, Apollo it's, is... It's we're getting to the moon one way or another. Yeah. If there's deaths along the way, so be it. So be it. Because they... D- mate, people died. People died getting to the moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... There are casualties. that Look, collateral damage. It happens. It's what it is.
But when you're trying to put man on the moon for the second time in a month and a half, not in a decade almost, mm, no, there's going to be casualties. Now, I will also say love the idea of Nige himself contacting each individual wag and letting them know that their partner's going into isolation. Professional mediator stuff. Nige seems like the, the kind of guy to do it, the man for the job. Look, Nige, if you want to put your hand up pro bono... Yeah, so we're not paying you, Nige. Uh, there will be zero uh, financial remuneration, but it seems like you're prepared to do that for the Great Game of Rugby League to get us to the moon. Um, and look, in, in terms of Adelaide smelling like an old ram, I don't know what to say to that. Well, and Does it surprise me? No, no. it doesn't. Does, does anything about Adelaide that's you know ram-related <laughs> and stinky surprise me? No, not really, to be honest with you. Adelaide doesn't sound like... I mean, you know what? Adelaide Oval, phenomenal oval. That's about it. Outside of Adelaide Oval? or the, Is that the cricket ground? Yes. Yeah. Nothing else, really. Except the stench of Ram. Except the stench of Ram and Nige, who's obviously the WAG mediator. Punish dribbles. One more we got to get through here just for a dribbler dribble. Uh, now, I'm going to read this out, and I may have to edit it out because I'm not sure whether he wants this mentioned or not, but I'm just going to fucking read it. So this is from Dylan Vivian. Dear the Hello Sport legends and podcasting generals, hope all is well, even though it's been a slow start to the year for the punter, uh, slow start to the year of the punter and the dribbler. I was just wondering if you could give the biggest shout outs in podcasts to another loyal listener, an absolute legend in the dribbling world and my work supervisor, Howie, as he's going in for surgery on his lung that he had cancer in on Tuesday. Oh, fuck. Would be much appreciated from a couple of loyal SA fans. Cheers, Cobbers, Uru, Dylan. Oh, and happy dribbling beers soon. Fuck, Howie. Shout out to you, bro. Howie, brother. I hope you're pulling through that. Uh, has he gone in? I assume so when this was sent. Well, I hope you've recovered. You're on the... If you haven't if you haven't been in yet, then good luck. If you have, then fucking congrats. You got out. Hope you're well. South Australian again. Mate, I feel like it's you know bad. We just shat all over his fucking. We shat over Adelaide. Well, not we South didn't Australia. really. All we said we've got a great oval, and the rest of the country or the rest of the town smells like ram. Yeah, that's true. Which is fine because that's, they were called the Adelaide. That's ram. not necessarily a negative. But to Howie, bro, I hope you're feeling good. If you haven't gone in yet, rip it a new one. Yeah, you'll be fine. Fuck cancer. Shout out to Dylan, uh, a very nice friend of yours. Obviously, you're lucky there. He's you know he's. It's good, to have, it's, a, it's good to have dribbler mates around you. Yeah. It's good to With have big good hearts and, be, and, and kind souls. Yeah. So, look, shout outs to both of you. But, Howie, all the best, mate. Beer soon. Uh, yeah. Nice, bro. That's it. Thanks for the dribble. Uh, what a show. What a show. Wow, what a show. <laughs> Fucking hell. COVID times, punters, dribblers. As we said at the start, if you, want your, if you want the last remaining Midnight Blue Corduroy cap, purchase a case of Yuli's Brews from their website. Show us a, and then put up a video on your Instagram tagging us, tagging Yuli's Brews, giving a review of the beer, and you will get the last remaining Midnight Blue baggy. Other than that, Eddie, I don't know if there's that. The ISO Olympics we're going to do, guaranteed that me and Eddie will have a video up. I will I will have one up tomorrow, by tomorrow. That's Head, my promise to the pun of the dribble. Well, they'll probably, it'll be up at the time. So it'll be up by the time you hear it. Uh, holding the breath. I'm going for a minute. That's my aim. I'm going for a minute, dude. If I can get a minute. Holy shit, dude. That'll be phenomenal. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, but other than that, Eddie, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram, like, subscribe, five stars. Curtly Bill, reach out. Doesn't have to. Already done it. Suckers. Do we have anyone else? Joey, reach out. Joey, reach out, please. But I think that's us for the show. Laters. Bye. 
Could you two just not talk anymore? Punters and dribblers, just need to tell you about uh, the number one rosé ever created. That is uh, Big Day Rosé. Your boys here, obviously, Rosé Barons, amongst other things. Don't mind a rosé. Don't mind it. One that's light in colour, dry, and fuckable. It's very fuckable. It's up for it. You know what I mean? Oh, this, mate, the rosé's up for it. Whenever you want it. Well, type thing. The the beauty of being a rosé baron is I've always got rosé on hand, which is nice. And I've always got a bottle in the fridge, just getting cold as fuck. You've always got a bottle that's keen. Keen as. Giving me eyes. Yeah, yeah. And fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah, real fuck well, me drink eyes. Me a eyes. lingering stare. Yes. And had friends over the other night, and obviously I was like, I slipped a bottle out for everyone. Getting stares? Getting, I was getting stares. It was sort of like whistling at me from the fridge. <laughs> Got out there, ripped the top off it, and we all enjoyed it. And I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Like, they're just, a rose doesn't get better. Still rose drinking season two, it's, in earnest. Oh, God, yeah. It's she fucking won't. hot as shit. 37, 38. They're talking 40 this week, mate. 40 degrees. Tell me that's not rosé drinking season? It is. If you Come haven't got on. any, If you haven't got any, get some. Get some now. While the getting's good because the getting won't be good for much longer. Hellosport.shop. Big day rosé. Get You're it. welcome. Get, get it down. You gob. <laughs>